Hello everyone, welcome to Slightly Something Else, I'm Yartie Crucial, I'm joined by Marty Sleever, as usual. Thumbs up. And Toffee, as usual, who's just disappearing behind my head again. And not, as usual, we're also joined by John Freesher. How you doing, John? Spectacular, happy to be here. Who you might not know so well, but who's been one of the big players behind the scenes of The Escapist for the longest time. But today, everyone, is his last day. It's his oh last day God. as managing editor for The Escapist, so we thought we'd better bring him on and introduce him to you all before he disappears forever so we can <laughs> get his fair share of the piss taken out of him. Yes, and I can't help but think that to the people that mostly watch the YouTube and don't come as often to the site that this all feels like a big prank. Like, it reminds me of, like, the Roy and Poochie episode of The Simpsons where they just <laughs> yeah. act like Roy has always been there. It's like, yeah. it's Roy, he's here! And now he's John. leaving! It's been John yeah. all along. Yeah. But yeah, if, so. you, uh, if you read any news story, any original feature, any column, or if you even watched any video on The Escapist, if you ever watched Zero Punctuation <laughs> on The Escapist website, there's a very good chance that John uh, either directly created that stuff or put those things on the website. So without John, yeah. there would be no website over the last couple of years. So he's the but one otherwise, to... NBD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might recognize his voice as having done a couple of the ad reads that I absolutely refuse to do on Extra yes. Punctuation. Yes, in fact, I actually enjoy being like the object of like hatred for the audience. That like that's the Honkai guy. That's that voice. It was me. Exactly. I like how they, I'm they the source of your a, problems. They call you. A, I've heard people call you a coastal elite because of those, and I've like I think that was very funny. Because <laughs> if there's one thing I associate with you, it's being a coastal elite. Very elite. Yeah. Someone's got to be the sin eater in the world. Yeah, there you go. Of, <laughs> exactly. Internet video keep, ads. Keep uh, keep the trains rolling. Uh, there we but, go. For uh, for John's last episode, uh, we wanted to pick something. John loves. I know John loves two things. Well, John loves three things. One thing is K-pop. We probably weren't going to talk about K-pop on here because Yahtzee <laughs> and I know very little to nothing about K-pop. I, I know it's uh, something very annoying that uh, lots of teenagers in suburban malls seem to like. Suburban <laughs> malls? Yeah, there's a couple of them. Yeah, there's some still <laughs> exist. <laughs> like in Milwaukee, when you went to the mall in Milwaukee, where just were people like raving about uh, about K-pop, <laughs> BTS. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was all just pop culture stores, as I recall. That's like all there was exists. a hot topic, and uh, there was a place where you could buy pictures of anime characters on printed, framed uh, art prints, which I think KC a... jumped on. He got he got uh, he bought something there. Did he like roll them up in tubes? And like, did he have to like? No, it was like uh, he bought it like in like a fancy frame. So they, they had oh to like wrap it up and very carefully pad it before he went home. I wonder if it was Milwaukee themed, if it was like a character from like Jujutsu Kaisen, but like no. eating like cheese curds. No, no it, it was wasn't. Just, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think. But oh, yes. Bummer. So, but yes, the other thing John Fisher likes is RPGs. Yes. There we go. Um, and so we decided to sort of use this episode as sort of a, a current state of the RPG, both the Western RPG, the Japanese RPG, yes. um, um, where we feel like in 2023, the, the genre is, the health of the genre, and whether it is another golden age for the genre. I got to admit, I was a little thrown by that uh, statement in the video title. Uh, what, what would you say is making this current age a golden age of RPGs? Uh, John, do you want to start off? 
No, I'm actually kind of with Yahtzee on this. So. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> fine. I, that I, I will gladly, I will gladly uh, be, be the voice of positivity on the show for the first <laughs> yeah. time ever. Um, I think no matter which uh, flavor, shape, or form of RPG you look at, there is incredibly stuff, uh, exciting stuff coming out all over the world at uh, all different ranges of uh, budgets. So in terms of Western RPGs, we have uh, both ARPGs and sorry, story driven RPGs, massive things like right now, the biggest game of this week coming out on Thursday, which will probably end up being one of the biggest games of the year is going to be Baldur's Gate 3 game mm-hmm. that came out of early early access for a couple of years. And it seems like it's shaping up to be um, sort of this incredible single player slash multiplayer RPG. Um, Path of Exile 2 uh, just got kind of fully revealed as a as a standalone game and not just an expansion coming next year. And then obviously we have Starfield on the horizon in, in just under, under a month. So arguably yeah. Starfield See. and Baldur's Gate are going to be two of the biggest games of this year in the Western front. Well, I guess that makes me wonder what our definition of RPG is at this point. Mm. Which of those do you not think is an RPG? Well, I I guess uh, I wonder about Starfield. I mean, uh, to what degree uh, are we talking about? I mean, I I fully expect Baldur's Gate 3 to be a full-on RPG. I got a very pointed message from Nick this morning saying, you should probably try this game. It's good. You might (laughs) like it. Nick is Nick is carrying its flag. Nick is Nick is waving its flag. I hadn't planned uh, it because there's something about like top down like Western RPGs that has always not grabbed me somehow. But you know, I'll humor him. But there's so many games with RPG elements these days. Like what's uh, what's um, the new Tomb Raiders with their RPG skill trees or Horizon Forbidden West? Out of War Ragnarok. Yeah, all of that with their uh, equipable gear with micro changes to defense and all that what strictly speaking defines an rpg oh my god done uh, define an rpg uh hp if you've got hp <laughs> that's, that's you, you've it. entered the range Wait, yeah 64 you have hp space invaders has got it's HP, an rpg arguably speaking it's an, it's an <laughs> i mean john i'm not it's, it's i think it's insane of yahtzee to argue that starfield is not an rpg right like the well, games well i don't know anything about yeah this, really so the, well, the issue is so if we talk about rpg you can kind of look at it two ways at this point which is you can think of it as like the the video game genre that we've always known it as like wizardry dragon quest final fantasy etc or you can look at it as literally the words role-playing game as like in like the philosophical sense in which case you've blown the doors open and like kind of anything can be an rpg well so you get, i mean we're always playing yeah. somebody's role in something right yeah so it's like eh, you kind of have to pick your battles like it, eventually we're going to reach this point where it's just like we might just have to like refrain from even referencing like a specific genre because it'll reach a point where it's like, who cares? Like, I like this particular game, whatever it happens to be classified as. Um, but that being said, I, I, I would say Starfield is an RPG in the sense that like, well, there's probably going to be like a bazillion different quests and like quests being the emphasis of the game and going on adventures that are story centric. That feels RPG like to me. Well, you know anything can have quests if you want yeah but if you want my view what defines a (laughs) role-playing game is a game in which we literally create a role in which to play i think if you can build a character that's utterly unique to you and by the end of the game you can have one sort of character or you can have a vastly different character depending on how you put your points that's what a role-playing game is for me 
I mean, if, it, mm. if it's got RPG elements, but by the end of the game, you're, you're still basically always the same character. Like in like something with like an RPG skill tree like Tomb Raider or God of War, Ragnarok or all of that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think that's just an action game with RPG elements. But if I think if you can mm. literally take multiple approaches and be a vast, be several vastly different builds by the end, that's what an RPG is. Okay, so in that sense, what do you call Final Fantasy 16? Well, that's the sticking point, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, the JRPG. <laughs> because in JRPGs, you're, you're always like a fixed character and you build a party of uh, fixed characters. So wow. that's, that's where it gets difficult. But um, I guess with a JRPG, you're always playing a character who's got a bunch of stats and that defines how they uh, act. They got different attack points. Mm. They got different strengths in like got higher strength, higher dexterity, higher magic points, higher skill points, and whatever. And all the different characters and party members have a range of different specialties. So I think that's. I think if you've got a character with stats and some kind of uh, upgrade leveling up system, and I guess you know um, equipment with different stats that change your stats, then that also makes you an rpg okay just think of like, like you know how you're a redneck if you got a sword <laughs> that can kill a lizard uh i feel <laughs> like these definitions are reductive i feel mm. like oh, do you it, I, do. I think you're reductive i think i'm reductive as well <laughs> i feel like rpgs um there's like uh uh it's it's the pornography thing uh, as in, wasn't there like a senator who was asked to define pornography and he said, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. There's like, yeah. a, there's a sniff test you give to something. You look at God, no, God of War Ragnarok, you look at Tears of the Kingdom and people will be like, are these RPGs? And I'm like, no, they're not. And if someone's like, why not? I'm like, they're just not. Look at them. Like, they're they're not. Like, <laughs> that is not the, 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 the joy I get from those games are not tickling the same brain, the, the same parts of my brain that I get from you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake or or Dragon Quest Eleven, or Octopath Traveler or or anything like that, or even Western RPGs like, um, you know, aside from those ones I mentioned, you look like Microsoft's entire conference this year was being like, hey, look, we have Fable and we have Avowed and we have Starfield. And in theory, Elder Scrolls Six is going to happen at some point. Um, <laughs> and and I, <laughs> I feel like what you get from... Uh, Did I hear like, this morning? What? I heard the morning they're, they're remaking Oblivion. Did I hear that? It's a rumor. Yeah. Mm. A rumor is that the studio oh, who's remaking Snake Eater is going to be remaking Oblivion, which seems Virtuos? like a weird one. Virtuos. Yeah. 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 Which I'm seems like a weird... Bloody remakes. I want to see more games... I am not! <laughs> I want to see more games that would be something we would remake in about 15 years' time. That's what I want to see. Oh, you want to see the games that are going to be remade? You yes. don't want to see the you don't want to see mm-hmm. remakes of games. Uh, John, I know you, you're you're a fan of of especially what what companies like Square have done in sort of dredging up their past and and oh, yeah. shining a light on older games. That's also one of the reasons I think that we're in a golden age because if you have something like a Switch or if you have PC, you have access to so many incredible games that you wouldn't have had access of throughout your whole life. Like, did you play? Did yes. you play live a lot the other year? Oh yeah, I'm 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 the person that broke the news that the sto- the game got a US trademark. That's yes. how hardcore into this game I am. <laughs> that was me. So yes, yes I did. And it completed my life and now I'm just kind of alive for no particular reason. It's just everything's downhill from here. Um but yeah, Square's been I feel like Square's been uh been doing a good job of mm-hmm. sort of marrying their past and their present 
and I guess their future at the same time, although I'm not 100% sure what their future is. But, you know, we have this Final Fantasy 16 route, and who knows what Final Fantasy 17 is going to look like. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 has obviously been a huge success for them. They just announced the new uh, expansion. Uh, the 7 Remake Project continues with Rebirth coming probably early next year. And then um, they keep going back to the well. We got the Pixel Remasters on Switch earlier this year. There's constant rumors of them remaking 9 and Tactics. And I know, Yatsi, you're probably rolling your eyes right now of being like, why do you keep doing this two games I could download on an emulator? Well, actually, what I would literally buy from Steam, 9. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the statement I was nursing to throw at you was actually more along the lines of shame about everything that happens when Square tries to come up with original IPs, isn't it? Hey, I mean, I'm trying to think I what the last good one was. I haven't played Octopath Traveler two yet, but I hear it's like an astronomical upgrade over the first. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's right. a game. I feel like uh, Octopath uh, from Square and then Xenoblade from Nintendo are two of my big uh, blind spots. But everyone who was like, I wish Final Fantasy went back to its roots. Like Octopath is apparently just right there, and it just feels like it just feels like you know Final Fantasy back at its roots. Well, if you like really mm -hmm. long, boring boss fights where you just have we to do, do the same sequence of attacks and heals over and over again for an hour. We do like that. That's the point <laughs> of an RPG. What else is the point of an RPG? I'm, from glad being... I'm glad you're bringing up Square in its current state because, yes. hey, counterpoint, Final Fantasy 16 again, which mm. is only arguably a JRPG because it is more has more in common with hack and slash stroke spectacle fighter in terms of base combat uh what do you yeah. think about that as a sign that maybe uh things are getting kind of dumbed down in the rpg world so i have like thoughts i've been holding on like two separate things that actually just came together very conveniently so i'll try to make this concise but with Final Fantasy 16, it feels to me exactly like the games we were talking about at the very beginning of the show, of games that co-opted the RPG elements. Final Fantasy 16 feels like that to me. It feels like a game that was made by somebody else, and they're like, wow, we could put RPGs and like a strength stat, and maybe you can equip a sword and things? Like, we're gonna put that in this game. That's Final Fantasy 16. That's, that's the vibe I get from that. Like, Obviously, I love the classic RPGs like Final Fantasy VI is like Jesus to me, that and Chrono Trigger. And like with 16, it's so weird how all of the RPG elements are basically the bad parts of the game. The action is really good, but all the basic RPG stuff like here's items, here's stuff you can equip, here's crafting. I hate crafting, but some people like crafting. Like here's all this stuff. It's here. We didn't do anything with it. It feels completely vestigial. I have no idea why we put it in the game, but it's here and it's part of our RPG experience. And that that's I'm, what Final Fantasy 16 feels like. I'm to getting me. close. I'm slowly I'm slowly getting close to finishing 16. Uh, like I already I have all the icon abilities and everything. Well, yeah, it is the very end. You'll never guess who the final to... boss is. I hope it's God. You'll never guess how you kill him. <laughs> I hope it's friendship. <laughs> It is insane oh, for me. It is insane to me that 30 hours into this game, I'm still running around areas, and when I see an item, I run over it, and it says three gil. And I'm like, <laughs> what are we doing? Like, why am I running across this field filled with enemies to pick up an item that says three gil? See, I really don't. Yes, I really don't get what people see in Final Fantasy 16. I mean, I don't. Let's not get too sidetracked because, as we're saying, no. it might not be an RPG. But it just seems <laughs> it is so an RPG. Don't it's not an rpg even in like the story and like the visuals it feels so lifeless to me 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, the world itself. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to rephrase that with more different words, I think. (laughs) You're you're 100% right. As both of you were saying, you explore this world and like, there's very few people in it in the first place. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, why did they even try to do like semi-open? Like if... If you're going to make it this empty, you might as well go the Final Fantasy 13 route and send people down a tube. And then on top of that, like Marty said, like late in the game, you will literally pick up a shiny thing on the ground and it's literally 15 gil. 15 gil isn't enough to buy anything at the start of the game. Yeah. Why are you wasting my time with this at the end of the game? And why is it every time you get to a new town, you have to meet someone who says, now here's a badge to wear so everyone knows you're a friend of this town. Because yeah. badges are sick. And you never, well, you never actually see the badge on you. Yeah. No, it's very strange. I also got a badge recently. They they feel the need to do that everywhere you go. Near the end of the game, I've gotten a new badge and I don't know what it's for. And I'm like, I can go anywhere I want. I'm like the hero. Like there's nowhere that's off limits to me. Why do I have this new badge? Um, Speaking of badges, arguably the biggest RPG in the world we haven't mentioned yet is Pokemon. Not even arguably the best selling RPG in the world, the most popular RPG in the world. I thought you were going to say Paper Mario for a second there when you said Uh, badges. Listen, we could talk about Uh, Paper Mario. We could talk about Thousand Year Door the rest of the show. I really like the badge mechanic in the Paper Mario games. I think more games should have something like that. I think it's great. I think they just need to keep making new new Paper Mario games. I thought Origami was it the Origami Killer? If anything, there are too many Paper Mario games at this point. What are you talking? We haven't gotten one in years. Yeah, the shitty ones outweigh the good ones now, though. No, the last one was great. Origami Killer? No. That's Heavy Rain also <laughs> that you're thinking of. What was that one called? What was the Paper Mario game called? The Origami, origami King. <laughs> yeah, the Origami oh, King. Origami King. I thought you were just like doing a bit. It was a good bit. And before that was those Color Splash, which was really bad. And before that, yeah, that was, was Sticker yeah. Star, which was also bad. There was Super Paper Mario, which was uh, in between. Uh-huh. And then before that was Paper Mario 2, which, is, which remains the best. It is the best. It's really good. Um, we got Mario RPG coming though. Uh, no, no, we got to yeah. talk. Wait, we got to talk about Pokemon. Uh, that Pokemon's the well, big. We, well, the, we could talk about Mario RPG as well because they're remaking yeah. that as well. Hell yeah, a lot else. more to say about Square Enix too. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Square Enix, though, that's that's paper. Uh, the Square's the Square right. Paper Mario or Super Mario RPG. Well, that was the big uh, draw when the first one came out. It was hey, Square and Nintendo together at last again. It was like having one one last child before the divorce. Yeah. Maybe this will save our marriage. <laughs> but yes, Pokemon, which, uh, uh, you know, I was telling you that my daughter was really into Mario. Well, now she's really into Pokemon because we oh found a really God. old 3DS for her to play with. And we found a game that she could play because uh, you just point to the screen with the stylus. We found Pokemon Ranger. Did you ever play that? I did not. I never played I it either, but you could, but uh, you fight, you catch Pokemon just by drawing circles around them with the stylus, and that's something she can do with her tiny, uh, not yet fully formed three-year-old hands. I kind of love that. If I'm gonna be honest, and I just want to circle, draw circles. And Pokemon. So now Pokemon's a new big thing. We got her like a little uh, Lego Pikachu and uh, a couple of other things. Uh, 
John, where do you think the health of the Pokemon franchise is right now? <laughs> Uh, in terms of dollar signs, it's yes. like an immortal god that you could okay. shoot in the face several times and it would be just okay. What about so in terms um, of uh, creativity? Well, it can't last, uh, can it? It's been certainly lagging behind a bit with its last few like tentpole installments. Yeah. Has uh, it? Like, I mean, the technical performance is a joke. I but know. I was it, playing, I played Pokemon Arceus and that game just looks really bad. It looks like, like the facial animation looks like something for Sonic Adventure or something. And the and the yeah. tech looks like sort of like PS2 sort of era, and uh, mm. the Pokemon Sword and Shield as well just looked really underwhelming visually, mm. and it just felt like the series just doesn't feel like it needs to try at this point. I think that's yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as as has been pointed out several times, like again, Pokemon is an extraordinarily ludicrously financially successful franchise. They can afford to put all the resources into a game that they want. And they're just not. That's a choice they made, that they're going to yeah. make these cheap. They're not terribly concerned about the performance. They're going to get it out on the schedule that makes sense to them, and they continue to make money hand over fist. So there's genuinely no financial incentive for them to change what they're currently doing, especially when the last Pokemon that came out had the biggest launch of like any Nintendo game ever. So and like, they have to kind of stick to that schedule because Pokemon isn't just a game. It's like we need to introduce these yeah. shitty new critters so that we can introduce these new critters into the into Pokemon uh, to Pokemon Go and into the anime and into the products and everything. They should be, so it's they should like, be more like the Megami Tensei series. Just make one cast of monsters and just stick with that for the rest of your life. And if one of them just be a <laughs> giant penis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they need to do. Um, but the thing is, with Pokemon, <laughs> I see the, even in chat, I'm seeing people are like, well, it's clear that the Nintendo's just outgrown the Switch, that you just, they, they can't realize their vision on the Switch. And then you get Tears of the Kingdom. And then you get a game like Pikmin, which is just gorgeous. It, Pikmin yeah. is stupidly gorgeous. I so started it is, playing it on your recommendation and I, I got bored, so I stopped. Oh, but is it pretty? <laughs> I guess. Well, you can't <laughs> say I guess. It's either pretty or it's not. Okay, fine. Yes. Would you take it to the soda fountain on a date? Uh, well, no, because I don't know where the nearest soda fountain is. Okay. Do you mean like well, the, <laughs> just go to like the soda dispenser at the McDonald's? Uh, is that like a 2023 date? That's not yeah, very romantic. I guess. Free refills. Say, hey, I'm connected. <laughs> I, know how to more get, romantic. I know where we can get infinite soda. <laughs> Nothing's more romantic <laughs> than free refills um john yeah. do you see uh with with the the scuttlebutt this morning of uh us getting a new uh a new nintendo council in the second half of next year uh well the the, the reports uh right. do you see pokemon being able to do something and like really impress people again or do you think it's current trend of let's just make a lot of money and release a game every two years with a sub game every other year um do you see that continue Bye. My my current vibe check here is that they're basically going to do what they did with Pokemon Sword and Shield, where it's like, hey, look, this is like Pokemon on a level you've never seen before. And they just sidestep the fact that Pokemon at every level we've seen before is like quite unimpressive. But it's like, wow, you've never seen Pokemon look this good before. And it looks like a like a Wii game. Yeah. But you've never seen it look <laughs> this good before. Never. <laughs> Pokemon like this. Like, yeah, I genuinely true. think that that's what they're going to do. I've never seen a game with Wii, a Pokemon game uh, that matched the graphical fidelity of the Wii U, so that would be exciting. Yeah, I guess that's well, something, I to mean, be, something to be said for not letting the bar get too high, I suppose. 
Yeah. <laughs> my my buddy Brett Medlock at the Structoid, and he's in the gamers family. He he's pointed out several times that there's literally animations from like GameCube and maybe even literally Pokemon Stadium where the animations are better and more intricate and involved than what we got in the, the latest games. So it's like Well I try. Yeah. Oh, you made me you made me think of the Spider-Man <laughs> games. Like uh, they made like one Spider-Man game on the PS1 that was well received, and there was like yeah, animations. I love that, that game. There were animations from that game being used in like Spider-Man Two, the movie game, like ten years later. <laughs> Listen, it works. It works. Yeah, if you do something well, why uh, <laughs> why fix it if it ain't broke? Um, obviously, then you know Nintendo. We mentioned Mario RPG and and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. They sell Fire Emblem, which is you know Engage felt like a little dip after Three Houses, but it feels like it's more popular than it's ever been. Um, so I'm curious to see going forward with that. Was that, that the one do. with the main character with the hair like a box of nerds? Yeah, or Colby yeah. Toothpaste. Yeah. 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 Whichever way. I was. I am such a big Three Houses fan, and the design of that character legitimately made me not want to play Engage. It is insane. I've never <laughs> seen a game where it's main character design. I'm like, no, I don't want to. Because you're always looking at them from behind running around a place. I'm like, I don't want to look at that hair all this time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they were just very patriotic or a big supporter of a certain sports team. Yeah, red and white. Poland? They're just big. Maybe this. Maybe the whole game takes place in Poland. We just I didn't watch it. I don't know who's blue and red. Uh, someone, oh, someone blue and red. Someone doesn't go about clashing colors apparently. Exactly. Yeah, it's for it's for colorblind folks. It's very nice of them. There you go. Um, we brought up the Shin Megami Tensei franchise earlier. Sega, obviously, uh, between their Atlas arm and their, um, you know, Yakuza, like a dragon arm. Uh, which they, is they, Sega. Which is, but yeah, both falling under Sega. Uh, uh, also feel like they're they're really carrying the torch. And, and John, I know you're a fan of all of those, but Persona is more popular than it's ever been with, I and mean, we have three Reloaded on the horizon, along with five Tactica. Six is obviously being developed, and then we have that metaphor, Refantizio. Uh, what do you mean? I keep you saying keep, that. You keep saying, oh, obviously Persona 6 is coming, but, uh, obviously. you know, it just never seems to be happening. It's been like That's because it takes a long time. It's cook. happened nine times like now. Someone from Atlas shows up and says, hey, we're going to announce something, and everyone's like, ooh, is it Persona 6? And they go, maybe. And then they, then they announce it, and it's fucking... Hey, we remade Persona for the cooking spin-off game that came out on the PS Vita that and nobody oh played. God. We were remaking it for Steam. Yay. That sounds great. That sounds everyone great. Goes, everyone goes, we're disappointed. It's 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 I guess what Persona 6 is to Atlas, what the Switch Plus is to Nintendo at this point. It's coming next year. Second half of next year. Yes, of there you go. <laughs> uh <laughs> John, yeah. you're, you're a Persona fan, right? Or yeah, yeah, fan? yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, we're all yeah, Persona yeah. fans here. Yeah. Well, there's so there's been the recent rumor. Who's your waifu? Even... Oh, well, in four, Rise. Rise all day. And like oh, nobody yeah. even else, nobody else even matters. Agreed. To Rise. Agreed. <laughs> we got a Chihei, we got a Chihei weeb over here. <laughs> well, Chihei would be number two. Chihei is the gentleman's choice. Chihei is yeah. the acquired no. taste. <laughs> to be fair, I did see a girl cosplaying at Chie as like a, a cosplay or like a comics convention in Philadelphia years ago, and I freaked out immediately and I went over to her and told her great costume, yada yada yada. See, so, there you go. That's all it takes. Yeah. I yeah, that's cos- all it takes. I, I love a cosplay where anyone who's not in the know just thinks you're dressed normally. Just thinks yeah, you're dressed as, yeah. I I cosplayed as James Sunderland once and no one got it. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just like constantly rubbing your face in the mirror? 
I've no. worked I worked really hard. I got a proper army jacket. I even used some like uh, fabric tape so the the line of the jacket was the same as it is in the game. That's great. Dang. I love that. I printed yeah. out patches exactly like how it looked on the game model. See? Oh man. I, I like combed my hair to have a big forelock. <laughs> Yeah, this girl cosplayed uh, long before they did the remaster and everything. So this was just like a hardcore oh, person, like actually. Fan. Yeah, I was like, wow. So I, I had to, you know, give her the thumbs up. But uh, there you go. yeah, but anyway, actual video games. Um, Shin Megami Tensei Five, I thought was spectacular. Like, I thought it was such a clever evolution of the franchise to that point of like the games were like known for having these labyrinthine mazes. Some people might say that those went away. I would argue that they're all still there. They're just a lot more clever now, where, like, the landscape of it itself became the labyrinth. And, like, you can see lots of things in the distance, but you don't know how to get there because there was so much, like, vertical exploration, which is brand new, which I thought was really brilliant. And uh, I could forgive the fact that the story could not have been worse and more forgettable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the story was just that good. I, I mean, the gameplay... Like, you want this pretty solid level design and traversal to See, be paired I, yeah. with characters i care about it was if first, only it was the first smt mainline game i played because i mm. i played it on the strength of like persona 4 and 5 so much but it turned out i like persona 4 and 5 for the stories and not so much for the dungeon crawling so mm. smt yeah. kind of bounced off me that's yeah. fair that's, that's very fair it's very bleak yeah. it's very yeah. sad there's not enough I mean, coffee persona, persona 4 is such a cheerful game it's so weird to think of it as a spin-off from Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. I always used to yeah. have to watch the opening cinematic with Persona 4 Golden every time I started the game because it just would be straight it's in the so right good. mood. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, its energy is uh, absolutely infectious. Yeah, uh, whereas Shin Megami Tensei just wants you to remember that you're going to die, all your loved ones are going to die, and it, you might die badly too. Yeah, you probably See, will. I've got, I got Dark Souls <laughs> for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got we got from software just turning out these RPGs. Yahtzee, are the FromSoft games um, RPGs? Yes. Okay. Good. Clearly, but is Armored Core going to be an RPG? I don't know. I, I, I assume it's not like Dark Souls at all. I started replaying Armored Core One on my Vita. Oh man, the, the PSP <laughs> port of the PS One game, and that game. If you lose a mission, you have to pay money for all of the ammo you used. <laughs> and I currently have like negative $700,000 in that game. And I'm like, how am I ever going to buy a mech if I keep going in debt? So it just feels like like an Ameri like a simulator of American life, which is great. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10. Excited there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John, and then the Yakuza series. I know you're a big fan of that. That's that's another one that's yes, going strong. That's certainly been very strongly leaning into RPGing lately yeah 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 like that's that's kind of becoming like my replacement final fantasy because like yakuza is just so heavily leaning into like the old school rpg stuff now like they're literally referencing dragon quest and like a dragon like they're not yeah. trying to hide anything they're just like this is what we want to do so this is what we're gonna do and i'm hell yeah man there was something about like a dragon that really reminded me of earthbound which was yeah. which i was a huge fan of i think it was the fact that one of my uh, i could like dress up one of my party members as a chef and he could smack things with a frying pan as his way yeah. to move. Yeah. That felt yeah, it felt very playful in that way. Yeah. 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 Because mm. Earthbound, Earthbound is like its own thing. It's like created its own genre of RPGs, <laughs> the quirky RPG. Yeah. I mean, that's the last, that's sort of like the last bucket of RPGs is, is are the indie games carrying the torch, and a yeah. subsection of the indie RPGs are 
the sort of inspired by Earthbound likes, the the Undertales, right. the Lisas, the Omoris, the yes, the uh, Yeek that we don't talk about so much. Yeah, Yeek? I did not play that one. Oh, that's why why in several eyes and then a K. Yeah, yeah, Ye- yeah. Okay. Yeek. The, yeah. Po- yeah. the I've never heard anyone RPG. say it out loud. It's weird. Yeah, I never I never played it. I watched some videos about it, and I know about as much as I need to know about it. Frankly, from those. Yeah, I think I'm in that same camp. It's an incredibly uh, pretentious game where the creator came out and said, and this is a direct quote, uh, in response to the negative response to the game, he said, my mistake was thinking video games were art. That was what he said. Busted. <laughs> yes, that, I guess that tells you everything you need to know about the guy. <laughs> Everyone's attacking me for my bravery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do... Uh, have there been any like indie RPGs that have really stood out to you and sort of risen to the top and like things that you'd consider on the same level as See, I was as about to say Undertale the but then like I stopped myself short mentally is Undertale an RPG? Sure well I would say so I don't, I don't I'm, played I'm, it, but I'm sure. the minority because I, I basically hate that game but again I'm, I'm aware that I'm the minority choose your That's words okay. carefully John Fisher, or you might <laughs> or you might be out of a job after today oh no <laughs> oh man what am I going to do? <laughs> uh, why, uh, Yassi, why would you say it isn't? Or yeah, why would I guess, you question I guess I is? never played it as an RPG, because, of course, to get the best ending in that game, you you get through every fight without leveling up, without killing right. anything, and just choosing the right options to befriend every single monster. And mm-hmm. if you do that, you mm-hmm. never have to interact with the RPG mechanics at all. Yeah. yeah that's true. But, um, I mean, like, the general structure is still RPG basically yeah, through and through even if you ignore it rpg sniff test i'm telling you <laughs> there's, there's equipment there's stats there's items you level up as you get random points. battles there's random yeah. battles yeah mm. yeah uh lisa um, the painful lisa the joyful much more closely fit the definition of an rpg yeah uh nick screaming uh from the rafters in chat how much he loved chained echoes um that's one of the it feels like one of the indie indie rpgs inspired by jrpgs that's risen to the top over the last couple of years um we have sea of stars coming in a few weeks there's lots of uh western made games inspired by 16-bit era jrpgs yeah yeah sea of stars feels very much like uh uh, chrono trigger like fell through a a wormhole and then suddenly appeared in uh 2023 so excited to see how that turns out yeah agreed um we also have there's like uh an ongoing trend of kind of pokemon likes like someone like we mentioned how pokemon clearly has room for an improvement and game freak and the pokemon company don't seem like they care about doing it themselves mm-hmm. and so i feel like we always have this this um kind of these waves of indie games that are trying to do something like it like cassette beasts or or yeah. anything like that really um, good things about that one yeah do we want to say but snacks was but, uh, Pokemon inspired? Pokestax had it. Yeah, it had some some pokey elements to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I'm always by making a Pokemon like com- competitor is just what an incredibly strong brand identity Pokemon has. Yeah, the problem is mm. like you're going up against twenty five, almost thirty years of brand recognition. Like, mm-hmm. how do you create a character that is immediately as identifiable as Pikachu now? Like, it's kind of impossible right. to do that now. Um, and so, yeah, I'll be, be curious to see that. And then, uh, there's, there's like, uh, the spiritual successors that we have, like, uh, the direct ones, like Ayudin Chronicles, which got to late till next year, which isn't that surprising, but that's the spiritual successor to the Suikoden games, which, um, Konami is re-releasing Suikoden 1 and 2 in their mm-hmm. effort to 
only re-release their old games, which honestly <laughs> I'm kind of fine with. <laughs> like, right? I don't know if I trust them to make new games, but if you just give me the old Castlevania Metal Gear games, that sounds fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Well, in yeah. theory. I mean, they've okayed the Silent Hill 2 remake being made by Bloober Team. That's, yeah, that's, well, that's going to be... I feel, I feel bad for you when that game comes out. <laughs> I feel bad for myself. <laughs> Good. I feel uh, bad for everything. Uh, John, are there any uh, are there any kind of franchises or games you think that um, deserve either the re-release, remake, remaster? I'm thinking of stuff like Golden Sun that seems mm-hmm. like everyone loved at the time right. on the on the GBA, but still has made a comeback. I have one clear answer, and I don't even know if it would actually sell well, but I just want it. Okay. Xenosaga. We yes. need all three Xenosagas. Yeah. Now, uh, years ago, because, you know, uh, Harada, the, the Tekken guy, he's, like, so good about just responding to everyone on Twitter, even if it's to be, like, sarcastic and yell at people. He, he yeah. rules. And he actually said years ago, like, someone was like, can we get a Xenosaga remaster? And he straight up said that uh, Bandai Namco had done, like, the, they'd, like, crunched the numbers and they just didn't think it would, like, make sense to do. But, I wonder in a post-Chronicles world, like, if that could work. Right. This was, I want to say he said it maybe after two like it yeah. might have even it might have even been before the remaster of the first one yeah. um, i'm not 100 percent sure on that but after three has been so successful like you have to wonder if bandai namco is giving this a second look because the zeno yeah. name has a lot of weight now regardless of where these games end up well i guess the creator could always pull a koji garashi and go to kickstarter and say hey fund my new game that's a new ip wink <laughs> I mean, they're pretty much yeah. owned by Nintendo now, right? Like, they're they're monolith software. Like, they're yeah. They're well, Nintendo. they could they could uh, do the platinum route of like we're going to Kickstarter to fund the wonderful 101 remaster that we already <laughs> finished, and we're not really sure why we're doing this, but give us some money. John, we do that sometimes too with projects. <laughs> we do that with things we've already done. Finished filming. We have not finished filming Adventures Nine Side Quest Three. We have not even started. No, no. I, we haven't even organized a time to discuss it. So. Uh... <laughs> We'll have probably to get on that pretty soon uh, later. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, I mean, with that, I hope, you know, uh, Xeno Gears, I think, would be interesting. I yeah. just finished replaying that, and obviously this the second disc of that is a notorious mess. Um, Incredible. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> I, you know, I want, Square's done a good job of, like, shining a light on on those old kind of forgotten Super Nintendo and, and uh, PS1 era games, and so I would love to see Parasite Eve coming back, Vagrant Story, Brave Fencer Musashi, um, you know, Nintendo, there's always the, the threat of Mother coming back. Uh, but we'll see. And then. See, if you take that out of context, that sounds like. Children, <laughs> the threat of Mother. Like abused children giving each other warnings. <laughs> the bind, this is the binding of Isaac, is the yeah. threat of Mother coming back. Um, Quiet, Capcom, Mother's coming back. <laughs> Capcom is flush with cash and uh, haven't done anything with Breath of Fire in a long time. Yeah. Cool Especially like three and four or just, uh, you know. Well, if they did something now, everyone will get confused with Breath of the Wild. Uh, there's <laughs> the too public's simply too dumb. We've had to, the public is too dumb. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, and then um, I will always go to bat for uh, Skies of Arcadia, which was uh, probably my favorite mm-hmm. Dreamcast game. That uh, it got a re-release on the GameCube, and then really nothing else since then. Although there's been, there's always been like rumors of like just fucking release that gamecube version just release it on modern platforms i don't know what's what's how hard is that probably hard i'm gonna be honest i don't know how to make games so it's probably very hard (laughs) nevertheless it's pretty hard yeah yeah 
Also, good real luck, quick, well, making a game, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, my brother's the coder, so he can go <laughs> yeah, figure that go. stuff out. Uh, yeah. Uh, while we're while we're discussing wish lists, though, real quick, I will just yeah. say that, like, even though I already said I can I can die after Live Alive, I could yeah. live again if they announced a turn-based Fantasy Star Five. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that series has just sort of become oh, fantasy, something P- else. Oh, PH Fantasy yeah. Star, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy Star 4 is like that game is like in my soul. Like I love that game so much. And that they then they did PSO and like that that's it. Like I can't live with that. Yeah, tragic. But yeah. Anyway. Shall we Um, go to Super Chats then? We shall do we think we agreed? Did we agree? Is it the golden age of RPGs? Um Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's, I don't think any Golden Age is recognized as such during the actual Golden True. Age. Oh. That's fair. I like it. I, I like it. My my caveat answer is that although I don't necessarily think we're in a golden age of RPGs right now, I actually do think we're in another golden age of Square Enix, despite mm. Final Fantasy 16. Despite false spoken. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, hey, you're you're allowed like a balk here and there. Um, what about Babylon's Fall? Uh, yeah, I think we're in the golden age of I don't remakes, recall that. Anything. Nothing remakes. <laughs> Well, so I wrote about this a couple years ago now, but the, the, the crux of it, I think, is still true, which is uh, Square Enix arguably maybe, well, if not better than anybody, better than most right now, is doing a good job of catering to its retro catalog, doing something with it. Like the yeah. Pixel remasters is an earnest effort, even if I don't love 100 percent of the things that they did with it. Uh, and they're they're keeping up on the remasters. ActRaiser Resurrection came absolutely out of nowhere. Yeah. I know some people are lukewarm on it. Personally, I loved it. I thought that was oh, such great. a pleasant surprise. So I'm really happy with how they're actually they're doing like general like genuine brand management of their retro catalog. Like they're aware of how good these games are and they're at least making that basic effort to put them back into circulation. I really appreciate that. And on the on like the actual new front, uh okay, Final Fantasy 16 didn't turn out amazing. But I want to stay optimistic that somehow, someday, they'll get back there again. Um, and again, I haven't played it yet, but I hear Octopath Traveler 2 is amazing. And Dragon Quest Twelve is coming. I have to imagine that that will be good. Like, it's going to be for adults we, only, John. If we live in a world where that game is bad, then I'll die. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven was so good. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was. I just don't was, understand. When they were like, this is going to be, this isn't a Dragon Quest for, kill, for children. I'm like, what? Why not? <laughs> right. Like, why, why do we have to make this an adult franchise? But we'll yeah, see. yeah, we'll see. But like, yeah, I, I just feel like on the whole, I'm very happy with what Square Enix is at least trying. Yeah. So okay. I that them I would put in a golden age, a second golden age. We did it. We solved. Well, it. We solved the crisis. I still prefer yeah. pessimism. Yeah, don't get Shock. disappointed. I for one am shocked. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what's your first super chat, Marty? Uh, lucky seventh with fifteen shekels. Okay, you, Do you have that. 
Uh, thank you so much, Lucky Seventh. Uh, can we have a blue moon in a stream with Yahtzee on the same day, or is that too much to ask? That is absolutely too much to ask. How dare you, Lucky Seventh? Yes. Um, you'll be uh, streaming. I mean, you stream twice this week. Well, technically, a blue moon is just twice in the same month, so you will be streaming twice. Well, not this month. This is your last stream this month. <laughs> oh yeah, tomorrow's new month. Is. Yeah, that's a lot of humor. Well, month humor for you guys. Um, Gary Davies. I could maybe uh, stream while drinking Blue Moon, if that's what you want. Uh, that'd be great. That would be actually wonderful. Oh, there's a Blue Moon in August. Are you excited for the Blue Moon? Uh, the drink? Sure. No, the, sec- the two full moons in a single calendar month. Okay. See, you're excited. Gary Davies, thank you for resubbing an early access. What would be your ideal Star Trek RPG? I'll let you guys have this because I know nothing about Star Trek. Everything I know about Star Trek came from Darren Mooney. So, um, you like you, you got Star Trek. Yeah. Can I <laughs> can I romance Doctor Bashir? Uh, who's that? And yes, you can now. He was yeah. um, the Doctor on Deep Space Nine, played by Alexander Siddiq. Cole Meany? Oh, I thought you were gonna bring up Cole Meany. No, he was best friends with Cole Meany. Hell yeah! Do you think they ever romanced? Probably. Well, Good for them. One gets that impression. Um, yeah, didn't so, a Star Trek game just come out that like no one talks about? It was like a, 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 a Telltale-esque Star Trek game. I wouldn't know. Yes. Came out like two the, months ago, I think. Like the, no one. The studio had a name like Tuxedo something, maybe. Tuxedo I hope Mask. I'm not making that up. Well, yeah. I didn't play it, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. It uh, had some resurgence, Star Trek resurgence. Ah, uh, gotcha. That's, oh, a, Jesse, that's kind of a Jesse loved it. Kind of a wishful yeah. title, isn't it? Star Trek yeah. back on top. Star Trek yeah. coming back. Star Trek, right don't worry, we're good again. <laughs> Yay. Uh, uh, um, and I, I misspoke. Dramatic Labs is the, the developer, oh my whoever God, they are. Dramatic. Would you, uh, what what game, uh, Yahtzee, would you want the, the, the framework to use to just sort of jam Star Trek into? Like, would Star Trek work in a, in a Persona-like? Would Star Trek work as a... It's more of a uh, uh, combat-heavy game. Do you want Star Trek to be like a Bethesda game where you're just wandering around and, and fussing um, about? Um, I like I'd like Star Trek if it was something a little technical, a little procedural. The way um, uh, what was it called? That game we played that's like Sea of Thieves but in space. Oh yeah, first class. Nope. Uh, uh, we've, we've all entirely forgotten uh, what the game was called. Oh, oh, Space well. Protocol. It's, it had no. the word protocol in it. It had no. to have had. Pulsar no. Lost Colony. Yeah. No protocol there at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I deleted that out of my head so quickly. That's I always incredible. appreciated Star Trek TNG, especially because it was at heart a procedural. It was about people doing their jobs and following mm-hmm. uh, the uh, procedure that uh, Starfleet has set in place for weird space encounters. Yeah, and so I like. I'd appreciate Star Trek that was that sort of thing. That's why I Jacob, tried playing Star Trek Bridge Crew when it came out, but you could only play that on VR. Yeah, and you could only play it with other people who also had VR. And uh, every time I tried to join a room with them, I got scared because VR strangers? people, VR people are, are slightly weird. VR uh, people who cross over with the Star Trek fans are oh, even no. weirder. Oh no, that's just. <laughs> That's a that's an explosive combination right there. Uh, so, so something like something like FTL, FTL with Star Trek. That's what I'd want. That seems like that um, should be an easy win. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jen Weatherwax, 
with a 499 dono. Thank you so much, Jen. Recently had a baby. What are some good casual games I could play one-handed while holding slash feeding her? Example, Loop mm-hmm. Hero. Thanks for all the content. Love Celia Song and uh, Adventures Nice Season 3. If we're just talking mobile Celia. games, I just play Bejeweled to kill time. Yeah, that works, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one, like specifically one-handed games. Yeah, a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, now I'm looking at my phone. Uh, Jen, if you have Netflix um, and you have a phone, uh, you can download a bunch of really good games via Netflix, like on your phone, and they have great. They have stuff like. Um, uh, like Stardew oxen Valley free. and Spirit Fair, and and they're free. Yeah, um, if you have a Netflix no, no, I said oxen free. Oh, oxen free. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know how many of these are. Uh, they they all feel like they might be two handed games, like Spirit Fair and yeah. stuff like that. And Spirit Fair feels like a thing you'd want to play with a controller. See, one handed, uh, just, just do like uh, pick crosses and then, or a solitaire. Yeah. yeah, puzzle games, threes. I. I, I do recall years ago, a friend asked me out of the blue if uh, the theater rhythm games, the Final Fantasy theater rhythm games were good because he just had a baby and he was looking for something he could play for like five minutes at a time. And he was asking if that was good. And that is very good. So I'll just I'll I'll push that recommendation forward. Maybe there give theater go. rhythm a try. The theater, man, the theater rhythm, uh, the switch game that came out, I think came out on playstation as well but earlier this year yeah. that's uh pretty much every final fantasy game plus a bunch of classic uh, square yeah. games delightful i, One of my I bought games. it just because of the mystic quest songs in the game i saw that mystic quest song it's, like, what? it's so good it's so many deep pulls it's uh, uh it's incredible it's good stuff yeah so just, um, just just my camera so everyone can see what i'm dealing with on my left shoulder here dog just <laughs> sort of staring Chilling. accusingly at me <laughs> That's yeah. That sounds about right. Oh yeah. Saying, Where's like, my? Why aren't you walk? done yet? Why aren't you done yet? Uh, <laughs> we're only halfway hard. done. Settle down, yeah. Settle down, you little, <laughs> you little pup. Uh, Adam Abdul Jabbar been a member uh, in early access. Thank oh, you so this much. Is, this is where I can cut in. Go for All it. All right. Uh, so after that, Patent Pike gives five dollars. Says, do you think we're going to see more RPGs do the DE thing of the PC's dialogue options being based on stats, or would it take too much writing for most? Disco, uh, Disco Elysium, Elysium, I assume you mean? I thought you meant Deus uh, Ex for a second there. Too many DEs. Mm. Yeah, I think, as you say, there was just way too much writing in Disco Elysium. That's probably why there's not really any mechanic in that other than writing and reading <laughs> text. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think it's interesting to have RPGs where like pure combat isn't the main thing you're doing. Um I always think it's interesting if there's a way for people to figure out how to kind of subvert that, whether it's through all dialogue runs or using dialogue and those kind of choices as the the crux of things or See, having the a trouble, game like trouble Undertale. The trouble with that is, is there's plenty of RPGs where you can have like, there's a dialogue option that can help you get out of a fight. But the point is, sure. the problem is fighting is fun. Fighting is the gameplay right. loop. Yeah. I mean, if you just talk mm-hmm. your way around it, it's just not that interesting. But I guess that's why it works in Disco Elysium is because the writing is so good. And and because there's no, like, actual fun gameplay mechanic you could be doing otherwise. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, any combat in that game is basically not really combat so much as it's just another narrative mechanic where it's like, okay, you tried to hit this guy. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah, I'm curious. That feels like one of those games that will and will continue to go on to inspire a whole generation developers so mm. curious to see what good and bad lessons are taken from them because yeah. uh, you know inevitably whenever something is that big and influential both 
kinds of lessons are taken from it. Yep. It feels to me very much like the kind of game where it's like a lot of people try to draw influence from it and then like they'll do kind of a bad job of it. Because it's not like trying to copy Disco Elysium is kind of like copying Dark Souls. It's not taking the lazy way out yeah. because it's such mm-hmm. a incredibly detailed and difficult to make thing. Right. That's we're going to we're going to the success of this is off topic the success of Barbie in the theaters means Mattel is going to have such chutzpah to put all of their shitty toys through and then when seven of them fail they're going to be like why weren't any of these as popular as Barbie and it's like <laughs> oh because no one wants well, your your shitty fucking movies that are Polly Pocket movies slopped on yeah well it's not the new Transformers was making bank for ages that's a yeah, toy right. movie that's true yeah it is a toy movie that's true yeah anyway but king... barbie wasn't an action thing but yeah anyway yeah anyway king and commoner gives ten dollars and says arguably final fantasy stopped being an rpg when they dropped the class system and turned into until recently turned based action games mm. well, well now we're getting back into the argument of what an rpg yeah. is i think that's, well that's... when did they officially drop classes though uh, i mean final fantasy 5 i think that was the last I mean, but Final, Final Fantasy X-2 has defined classes. Oh, does it? Oh, no yeah. one played that except weird people. So Yeah. <laughs> 12, 12 had, like, you were very open in, in how you wanted to form your party and which characters you wanted to go and which, which directions with the Gambit yeah. system. I don't know. Uh, I think getting, getting stuck in the muck and the mire of defining things, I personally find it boring. I mean, it's the same thing. You get into that Souls-like yeah. argument, like, what's a Souls-like? Like, just fucking, let's call every game an action-adventure, because every game's an action-adventure, <laughs> let's just have one genre. Well, that doesn't, easy. that doesn't really tell you anything, is the problem. I mean, the whole point of naming genres is so that people know at a glance what to expect. That is good, but when people start getting, well, actually, and nitpicky about it, I think that's when it gets bad. Okay, well, how about we just say, this game is like, insert name of previous game, Possibly even this game is like insert name of previous game crossed with insert name of other previous game. How about that's it. how ja- we do ins- ja- Jaws on an elevator. Perfect. That's what we do instead of genres go. from now on. Perfect. <laughs> cool. Okay. Palash T gives four ninety nine and says can't be a golden age when New Vegas hasn't even been topped yet in terms of quest paths and political skullduggery, except Disco Elysium. So it has been topped, Palash T. <laughs> uh, your parenthetical statement undermined your entire comment there. <laughs> However, incredible use of political skullduggery, which is yeah. genuinely wonderful. It's a good um, word, Matt. Yeah, I've uh, I didn't I've never I've never played the Fallout games, and I know New Vegas people seem to to really love apparently for its political skullduggery. There you yeah, go. yeah, it's a blind spot for me as well. Yeah, I've played them. They, I, I'm not huge into them, but I've played them. <laughs> okay well we had very powerful thoughts on that we subject. solved it we solved I it just, yeah. i just know new vegas was the one where they, obsidian came back and did one and after fallout 3 and they were like oh you seem to be having trouble making this choices matter rpg would you like some assistance yeah right so which is just... funny because now they're all under the same umbrella bethesda yeah. and, and yep. uh, obsidian and so people are always wondering if uh if they'll be allowed to go back and take another crack at it new vegas too uh, Wesley Thomas gives 10 Canadian dollars. Says RPG elements are easy to monetize, which is why they love them so much. Capital T, they. Leveling's no. also a Skinner box that rewires your brain to make you feel like you're having more fun than you really are. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. 
After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. I think that might be going a little bit too far. Like, See, this at makes me that think point. What do you think of uh, the level scaling in Diablo 4? Because that feels like that was put in there to keep the game nice and broad. So whatever level you're yeah. at, you're always getting exactly the same level of challenge. But I, I don't want that. I want to be able to go back to an early area where I massively outclass everything now and just stomp the shit out of the things that used to bully me. That's yeah. how I want to feel mm -hmm. like I'm getting powerful. That, that does always feel yeah. good. And if I'm having trouble with a yeah. boss fight, I want the option of being able to like go away and level up for a bit and then come back so I can have a better, so I have better odds. I mean, yes. that's why we bring it up all the time, but I adore in Earthbound when you get strong enough and you just walk up to a dog and it just yeah. dies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which yeah. sounds, again, also with mothers coming back, uh, also sounds uh, like a terrible context uh, phrase out of context. It's okay, but, it was um, a bad dog. It was a bad dog. And you didn't yeah. kill the dog, you tamed the dog. Yes, you, so turned, them back to, you turned them back to normal. To normal. A nice, to use the combat parlance. With a crack of a baseball bat. <laughs> yes, yeah. by smacking That's it over the head that. with a frying oh, pan. There you go. Well, sometimes it just says it stopped moving. Oh, no. Right. With, like, the trees and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which is good, because then it goes back to being just a regular tree, or, like, a, yeah. just a pile of puke instead of a sentient pile of puke. Well, speaking <sighs> of, Denmark then gives us $5 and says, did someone mention a quirky Earthbound Stroke Undertale-inspired indie RPG? Always. Yeah. Yes, we did. Totally. Denmark. Always. What's that? And then there's that, uh, was it Delta Rune, the thing that Toby Fox is working yes, on? The, like the episodic yeah. pseudo sequel, yeah. pseudo reimagining of Undertale. Yeah. Which I haven't yeah, played yet. Are you just waiting I, for it all to yeah, be Yeah, I'm waiting for all the chapters mm. to be out. I've been burned before. Yeah. <laughs> I have a buddy who's like really hardcore into the lore and he's like played all the different routes, yada, yada. And apparently, in like whatever the latest episode was, I don't know if it was two or whatever, apparently there's like this secret route where if you if you hit all the right requirements, it like wildly veers the story in some like totally different direction. And people have like no idea how they're going to reconcile that in future episodes. Yeah. How do you pair like both? Yeah. Both playthroughs as canonical? It, yeah. yeah. See, when you said you've been burned in the past, do you mean. Do you mean Half-Life? Well, that was what crossed my mind, yes. <laughs> Yahtzee, did we tell you we played Hunt Down the Freeman on Thursday? I noticed you did, yes. It was hard to uh, notice. First, it broke OBS several times, which was very funny. <laughs> it was they did, very like, funny that it broke OBS. After I played it, they like patched it like just before. There's just there's just stuff that is in your playthrough of the game that just isn't in ours there's like you're on like a moving train and you're like on on top of it it just wasn't in our game so they've just taken things out of it which Seriously? is very strange they just well yeah, that was they've just like the, changed a bunch of it that was one of the worst parts of the game yeah it did seem like they were doing a lot of post-production uh post-release changes in response to yeah. the negative reactions but i don't care i ain't playing that shit again I mean, uh, I mean, I doubt they're going to redo all the cutscenes to not be incredibly cringy. Oh, uh, they're all pretty bad, and uh, those were the things that kept crashing OBS, which again, very funny. Yeah. Uh, Pablo Carduna gives 4,000 cops, 
Man, that's a lot of cops. If this is a golden age, when was the last? Um, well, uh, like Super Nintendo somewhere, PS1? Yeah, or even PS2. Yeah. It, PS2 was like a machine of RPGs. Yeah. Like Xenosaga. <laughs> yeah, the early to mid-90s to the mid-aughts. Uh, what was that, yeah. man? What was that Japanese RPG that took place entirely inside the dying dream of Frédéric Chopin? Eternal Sonata. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a 360 game. 360, they, they, they tried. <laughs> they really they tried. Did. It was like, we got Blue Dragon, we got Lost yeah. Odyssey, Lost we got Odyssey. Dead Chopin, uh, and, and they tried. Yeah, they failed. But they failed. They damn, tried. They, they tried. tried. They tried. Yeah. Uh, Denmark gives five dollars and says, "I feel a second super chat is necessary, because Yartz said Undertale's pacifist is the best ending, and he is wrong, the big wanker." Well, oh I think God, you're no. wrong, oh you big tosspot. Oh my God, you called him a tosspot. If that's the <laughs> level of discourse we're on. <laughs> now, when I played the game, I did do the pacifist run. Maybe I would have enjoyed it more with the genocide run, because then I'd at least have killed all the people I didn't like. There How you could you have disliked those wonderful, lovable, quirky characters? Are you some kind they're... of monster? Well, keep in mind, I love K-pop, and they're all beautiful. These characters are ugly. <laughs> oh, oh, How I see. Goes. You're <laughs> incredibly superficial. Thanks for letting me know. Guilty as charged. And then, and then Denmark gives another $2 and says, because I was told not to. Rude. Okay. How dare you. And then no gives, uh, gives one ninety nine and says, "Good luck in indie game development, John." Because as uh, so as much. we implied earlier, you're leaving us to pursue indie game development as a career, which I'm jealous of because that's what I want to do at some point. <laughs> well, I don't want to encourage you because the escapist really needs you. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Ah, uh, I like your name, and I want to keep talking about you. Ah, uh, I'll work it's hard a fun, for it's you. It's a fun one to say. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ah, well, uh, Dr. Zebra gives $5 and says, All right, John, now's your chance to say how you really feel about Yahtzee and Marty. Final day of work. Burn all those bridges. Do it. <laughs> uh, I have to say, tragically, I love you both. Oh, I'm no. so sorry. That's not uh, fun. I know. Uh, it's, I know. You, it's do you sad, have a list like... of people you hate? <laughs> Omar. <laughs> Top of the list. It's Omar. <laughs> no, no, that that that's what really sucks about leaving. Like there's there's nobody that I'm thinking like, man, I'm really glad I don't have to interact with that loser anymore. It's like, no, like all oh, you guys are great. Like, it this comes from not having sucks. to work in an office because you that's only interact true. with us it's just slack goofs, <laughs> occasional meetings and calls. Yeah. If we worked in an office, you'd hate yeah. half of yes. us. Having to do the ad reads because I won't. <laughs> well that's possible but uh, no like if 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 everybody wants a a peek behind the curtain at what things are really like here the horrible horrible truth is we like each other and things generally go yeah. well and we're all live we all live at home and just interact over slack a lot yes yeah. no staring at our monitors all day slack no is our like, hellscape no punch-ups over the water for cooler or anything like that nope. no nah. one's knobbed each other in a stationary cupboard as far as i know Knobbed each know. other? Yeah. Knobbed each other. Made the beast with two backs. Okay, gotcha. I, I just wanted to make sure we were on the same... That's what I thought it was. And I just wanted to make sure. Nobody's knobbed each other. No knobbing. Yeah. 
Sven Wart gives five euros, and it's their very first super chat. So, oh my god, give them a round of applause! Thank you. And says, "Narrative is in crisis. I don't care about teeny stories or family stuff. Challenge me and mature, dear gaming world. Although adventure scorn did it." I think you've uh, conflating maturity with uh, uh, engagement there, Sven Ward. Yeah. I think there's a lot of games that try to be mature that just kind of lame. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. Scorn was that for me. <laughs> yeah. I did like. Yeah, yeah. I did like. There was like a lot of. There was like a lot of. A lot of the walls looked like penises, which was cool. That was cool in Scorn. Yeah. I liked that. There was there was also the similarly named Agony, which I Agony. never played. Yeah, but it was the most a, aptly named game ever because it got like all of, these two out of ten scores. A lot of penis walls as well. Oh yeah. god, yeah, um, that game. Yeah, Scorn was maybe, better than Agony. There's just, all sorts of mature. It's not saying a whole lot there. though. There's all sorts of great games. Yeah, out there. there's plenty of like uh, what you would define as teeny family games that have had very engaging stories. Like yeah. if you seriously couldn't into couldn't get into Spiritfarer because it had a family vibe, then I feel sorry for you. Yeah, that was that was that was devastating. There's also go yeah go we we talk about them all the time. Go play Oberdin. Um, well, that had go before your eyes. Oberdin wasn't really a, a kiddie story. There's a bit where dudes get torn apart by hideous crab monsters. Well, from no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm challenging that game narrative is in crisis. Oh, okay. I don't think game narrative is in uh, crisis. I okay. think there's plenty of good stories. You just gotta, you just gotta start digging around. Rooting yeah, around. I, yeah. The more he talked, the less I thought of Sven Ward. I'm afraid, because it's clear he's uh, got a very backward idea of maturity in storytelling. I think you're great, Sven. I just want you to play games like uh, Persona Four. It's yeah. great. Power yeah, I like that you picked four over five. Very good, Marty. Yeah, I, I think I'm a four person. I think mechanically <laughs> yeah. I'm a five person, but in my heart, I know I'm a four person. Agreed. Thinking about it, I, I guess I'd say four might have the stronger characters and the stronger yeah. character dynamic. Mm-hmm. I would, I would when, agree. When I mean, four ended... Of, I think I've said before, there's a lot of dead weight in the Phantom Thieves. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> When four ended, like they literally go away on the train, it's like it like yeah. genuinely felt like I was saying goodbye to actual friends. Yeah, like and it's such that's a great little sense of place. A normal sensation. Yeah, yeah. What a game. Well, anyway, and yet you still picked Rise. The right choice. Yeah, she's the only one who matters. She's Tofu 16, girl, you monster. <laughs> Are they all sixteen? Well, yeah, actually thinking about it, although she's like a year below everyone else. So it's kind of weird. Is she? Uh, it's all great. I thought she was. I don't no, know. She was, she, she yeah, was she's in the, in the same grade as Kanji. Yeah, she's in the year under oh. everyone else. Like, she's in the year under the main character and Chie and uh, the other ones who don't matter. <laughs> well, maybe Chie in like the other ones who don't matter. <laughs> yeah, by by like Arena and them. I'm sure she's at least 18 by those oh. the fighting games. What are we doing? <laughs> Can we all at least agree that Yukiko is the chumps option? Uh, unless you want to marry into money, yeah. she's she's just doing the best she can. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine ownership she, of a family in? She just doesn't have that spark. She'd be too distracted <laughs> to to love us. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, too busy doing too busy doing the accounts for the in. Anyway. Okay. 
A superb owner gives $5 and says, As far as I'm concerned, you are all golden RPGs. Really photogenic gents. Here's some money for John's office send-off party stroke parade. We definitely, we have a big, <laughs> yes, we have well, a big thing planned. Just stay tuned. Yeah. And miraculously, <laughs> it only costs $5. So thanks yeah. for that. I'm getting myself pizza tonight. Oh, man. It's my own pizza. All party. in my honor. Yeah. Where do thanks you so live much. you can get pizza for $5? Uh... No, I think uh, no. It doesn't. Little Caesars have like garbage pizza for five dollars. Maybe you can get. Maybe you can get by like one slice. <laughs> no, I think you can get a whole garbage pizza for five dollars at Little Caesars. I forget how well, much it the, costs. The clue, days. the clue there is in the name garbage pizza. What the garbage pizza? Yeah. And that's actually how they advertise it. Like they know they're like garbage pizza because we know you have no standards. It's hot and it's ready. Yeah. Yeah. With that, with an asterisk next to both, because it might not be hot, it might not be ready <laughs> when you get there. Anyway, uh, John Connor gives five dollars and says, "What, in your all opinions, is the most rounded top RPG game? The complete package. Mine is Witcher Three. Yeah, I'll go with that. Just spares uh, me having to think about it. Mine's this week's. <laughs> mine's this week's zero punctuation. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think I think I would go with Chrono Trigger if I had to go with one. Yeah, I yeah, I think I'd have to go with like it's weird. Like I'm fully aware that like the story in Chrono Trigger could be a little better. Uh there's little things across Chrono Trigger that could be a little better. Doesn't matter. To me, it's Jesus, like the actual messiah of my Super Nintendo church. Oh, and, what's that uh, sound? I think it's the sound of nostalgia blindness. hundred percent percent. Nevertheless. I, for me personally, I think Chrono Trigger and Super Metroid are like the two most like cohesive games ever made, where every single element just gels so ludicrously well with every other element. Yeah. And I promise I'll shut up in like 30 more seconds. I won't derail the entire thing talking about going. Chrono Trigger. Hey, you, but, know, um, you know that boss in Chrono Trigger that's like a big floating robot with two hands? Yeah. And uh, the hands are different things that you fight. Giga Gaia, I think? Yeah, and you have to defeat them and like a big mountain. Oh, no, that's not thing. Giga Gaia. That's just Other after, boss, yeah. It's it's just after, you know, uh, when you first When you're to, in like, the future. Yeah. Uh, uh, who was that? Uh, what was their uh, relation to the rest of the plot? Doesn't matter. It was a big robot. Know, there's, there's a cool robot. robot. Yeah, it happens. Because you, you, you were saying something about every element of that game being cohesive. Yeah, if that giant robot hadn't fallen out of the sky and knocked over my party, I would have been wondering, where's the giant robot to fall out of the sky and knock out my party? It well, just had to be there. It's possible we have different <laughs> definitions of cohesive. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, though, I, I, I will add as my, my confession slash caveat is that I also think both that game and Super Metroid have some of the most perfect game soundtracks ever. I think that goes a, really a long way in my impressions there as they well. So really like, good. It punctuates every scene so obscenely well. So that's that's yeah. probably a big part of it for me. But yeah. it's a long game, so the soundtrack has to be good. So but, Yeah, Chrono yes. Trigger is Chrono pretty Trigger. good music, I'd say. I'd say oh, yeah. Persona 5 has better uh, soundtrack. I would say it's like Chrono Trigger and Persona 4 and like final fantasy six and then after that it's debatable like comparing chrono trigger soundtrack to a, a modern persona soundtrack it's like they're not even like i guess they're technically both music but it's like so different <laughs> yeah some of persona 4 is literally pop music yeah like your affection well yeah, if you like, say okay. uh, we can't compare it to other games then that's again that's just nostalgia blindness talking isn't it 
I agree. I'm not arguing with you. My my nostalgia blinds me. That's why I'm playing yeah. Armored Core One right now. Okay, well, you're weirdo. But yeah, in conclusion, uh, Chrono Trigger is the best. Okay, <laughs> and we all agree. SVS <laughs> yeah. two thousand gives two euros and says Bashir's heart belongs to Garrick and Garrick only. Well, fair enough. SVS two thousand. <laughs> That's a Deep Space Nine reference. Yay. <laughs> Uh, Max Ko, member for five months in early access. Thank you very much. And then he gives another four dollars and just shows a little emoji of a little fox with a bone with a little ribbon around it. Max, thank you so much. I was looking for another message from Max, and there was none. But thank you, Max. I like that fox. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Alpha Nun gives ten dollars and says, "Yats, did you ever play any of the Star Wars space flight sims, X-wing, Tie Fighter, X-wing Alliance?" Marty, in your opinion, what are some top-tier PS1 RPGs? Thanks for all the great content, guys. I never played any of the old-school ones. I played one relatively recently that came out on VR. Squadrons. Uh, was that Squadrons, was that? Yeah, yeah. Was the yeah. one. Yeah. I didn't play it very long. I kind of like um, flights and mechanics, but so many of them just come down to find where the bugger flew off to now, put it in the center of your crosshairs, and hold down fire. Yeah, and uh, just feels like doing that over and over again. I liked uh, Factor Five's more arcadey uh, Star Wars flying games, like Rogue Squadron for the N sixty four, and then yeah. the Rogue Leader games for GameCube and stuff like that. Um, I really love those. the The PC ones they uh, they were a little they get a little sweaty, smidge sweaty. Flight simulators okay. can be a little sweaty. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty sweaty genre overall. Yeah. Um. And then, John, what would you, if you had to top tier PS1 RPGs, if you had to give three PS1 RPGs, what is it? Oh, man, three. Um, maybe maybe I should give one to Final Fantasy VII just for its seniority, but... Seems like it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Put an asterisk on that. I would definitely okay. say Final Fantasy IX, yeah. just because it rules. <laughs> That's like the full package. Um, Lunar, the Silver Star Story Complete. Yeah, I've never played uh, a Lunar game. I know you're a big, big fan. I'm a huge freaking Lunar fan. Yeah, uh, that I would definitely you're a say. Lunar tick. Ah! Got me. Uh, and uh, one more. Oh god, it's, it's, there's so many good options. It's hard to pick. Like, I, I'll say Xenogears for now. I don't know yeah. if that's my actual answer, though. What about you, I Marty? I feel like you could toss, like, pretty much, you could just take any three Square Enix games. Yeah, be, Chrono Cross. You'd probably be fine. Yeah, Parasite. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah any of the Final Fantasies. Man, uh, Square Enix's dick's getting a good old moisten in this morning, isn't it? <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. Give Square me a Enix. job. You did yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's, like, pretty much if you just go to top to bottom. Sweet in 2 is really good as well. Yeah. Um, and Tomba... One can make an argument that Tomba is a uh, action platforming RPG, and if you make that argument, I would say Tomba. Tomba's great. Also, every other game. Okay. What was that? Was that a drum roll? Was that a throat no, just, drum roll? I'm just uh, being silly with Toffee again. Okay. It's so weird because we can't see you, so it just—it sounds like you're drowning. <laughs> yeah. You're waterboarding just, yourself. I'm showing off his big scary fangs. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Where was I? Disc Jockey. This is his first super chat, so be nice. Well done, Ooh. Disc Jockey. Gives $5 mm -hmm. to say, going back to last week's topic of underrated games, have you ever played Hilix or Hilix or Hilix 2? 
those are, I believe, Earthbound likes as well. Those are I indie PC Earthbound likes. Don't I don't believe say. I know them. They have a very distinct art style. It looks like uh, hell. <laughs> the games <laughs> look like hell. I'm dropping them in the chat. How is it spelled? Um, yeah, yeah. H y l i c s. Uh, its mascot is a yellow, a yellow man with horns, and they look like weird claymation. They definitely look like Nightmare. Oh. It's a RPG maker game by the looks of it. Um, Overwhelmingly mm. positive reviews. No, oh. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard good things. And as you see, if you look at the combat, it looks, Ooh. you know, it's kind of that first person-y Dragon Quest slash uh, slash uh, Earthbound combat. So sort of mm. it looks me, very. Uh, it looks sort of very giving, neat. Sort of gives me um, Cruelty Squad vibes. Cruelty Squad, yeah, um, like late '90s screensaver. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of a fan of that yeah. aesthetic. Yeah, but no, yeah. I've never, I've never played it. But um, no, I've, I've looks heard cool. Good things. Mm. Uh, Fungus Finder gives two dollars and says, "Is Starstruck Vagabond likely considered an RPG?" Well, that's not my intention with it uh it's got a leveling up mechanic in that if you clean your engine enough times you level up and get more stamina so it and you can create uh, a character a custom character so maybe it's got rpg elements does it pass the rpg sniff test uh well i guess it wouldn't uh, pass the sniff test yeah it's just a game about chilling out and delivering stuff. There you oh. go. Uh, Tsunami Dusha gives $20 and says, I was once told that the core of what makes an RPG is experience points. With some... With so... With so game using experience points as artificial progression, just about every game has an RPG element while not being an RPG. Thoughts? I guess I think you missed out on many um, there. I think you were going to say yeah. with so many games using experience points as artificial progression. Yeah, I mean we um, talked about earlier how RPG elements have kind of permeated um the action adventure genre. Uh if you look at pretty much any of, of Sony's big cinematic AAA games, yeah. almost all of them have some elements. Spider-Man. Like, yeah. Spider-Man, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> yeah, even like I guess the last I of I guess I get back, back to saying it's, not, it's experience points and also having different character builds with different stats that makes it an RPG for me. Whether that yeah. be in terms of the protagonists or like in a JRPG where different party members have different stat builds. Okay, so it's not, you don't necessarily have to have control over allocating those. It could be like Earthbound, where the four characters clearly have different defined yeah. roles. Yeah. If we level up, and leveling up improves our range of stats, then it's an RPG. How about that? It's funny how every time I would level up in Final Fantasy 16, nothing feels like it changed. <laughs> just, I get a level yeah. up screen, all the numbers go up, and I'm like, I don't notice any difference. I guess we should <laughs> clarify stats that go beyond just health yeah. that's reasonable stats besides health you gotta have like an endurance mm. and a strength and a dexterity and an intelligence and all of them yeah I feel like when you get specific like this no matter how specific you get someone will be able to find a uh uh, a game that's an exception to the rule right i mean technically every game has stats every game has like uh, a number right. somewhere in the code that parameters defines how, much, defines how much damage your attack does 
Sure. Just yeah. a matter of having like variable stats, I suppose. Right. And also like just how visible the parameters are. Is it something the player should actually be looking at physically? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Snake mm. in the Garden, member for 22 months in Tip Jar. And then underneath it says, Real Talk, Stardew Valley for next RPG. And not because I'm playing again obsessively. <laughs> I feel like it's because you're playing against uh, obsessively. Uh, and then he comes back with two dollars, two euros, because apparently he's just fixated on this. And it's says, she, it's Eve. Who is everyone's waifu stroke husbando in Stardew? Penny. What? I romanced Penny. I think Penny first, is the one, the one who lives in a trailer. Yeah, the first time I romanced Leia, who I think was the arty chick who lives in a shed. Uh, not far from your and the reason why I picked her was that you could seduce her with foraging stuff. So I just pick up some berries off the floor, and then uh, go over to her house and give them to her, and uh, she'd be really happy with that. Is that how you wooed your wife? By foraging in the forest and bringing it was, it was very serious <laughs> twigs and berries. Yeah, cool. that's something I've been like deliberately avoiding in Star Trek Vagabond. How you make friends with someone just by giving them presents every day. Because that really feels like that doesn't pass the sniff test of actual relationships. There you go. Yeah. uh, I've actually, I've never played Stardew. It's like farm sims aren't really my thing. But if I were to play it, I'd probably go for whoever's closest to Rise. That's that's Shane, the guy who's gruff and depressed. (laughs) Gruff and depressed Shane. And he wears layers. Yeah. Well, that's that then. Whoever's closest to Rise. Are there any well, idols in this farm town? I guess you'd, I guess uh, every Harvest Moonlike has the stock glamour girl, the one who's just you know mm. standard attractiveness. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there's there's one of those in Stardew. She's just like blonde, pretty girl with long Haley, hair. Haley, I think. And like, yeah, I think it's Haley, and she likes shopping and stuff. Okay. Perfect. Well, I'll go with her. There but, you know, I go with Chie because I like a bit of, uh, I like I like a bit of spunk to my lady friends. <laughs> Chie wouldn't like the fact that you don't you don't watch enough action movies to to be able to be with Chie. I'm very good at cooking steak. That is good. Oh my mm. god, love steak though. Big fan yeah. of steak. Yeah, yeah, she's sold just, now. Just uh, pat it dry. Uh, add your seasoning. Make sure you rub it in in line with the grain of the muscle fibers. Uh, sear it in a pan couple minutes each side finish it in the oven yeah I know my way around a big old slab of porterhouse uh, Shashank says Naoto problem with Naoto is I've dated girls who are obsessed with true crime (laughs) and let me tell you that could get exhausting that could be like we don't need to talk about murders today like we could do let's just not talk about murders for one day Let's talk about anything I else that's not say I've dated girls who pretend to be boys their entire life. I have I've also, yeah. <laughs> the big the big two. Uh, Naoto's Josh- a great party member, though. Naoto's a, a Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. Once they're there, no skips. Uh Josh Best. You know, when I played Persona 4, I just stuck with the default party of main character, Yosuke, Chie, and Yukiko. I just didn't swap anyone out for the whole game just to prove I could. Just because just I couldn't be asked. <laughs> just because I couldn't you sure be asked. showed us. I was a Chihei. <laughs> I was Chihei, Naoto, and Kanji. I think that's my party. Because I like Kanji because he just comes in with it. He just fucking kicks the door open with a chair. He's ready to smash things. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I kind of used everybody, but it's been so long I don't really remember so much. Gotta go back. Gotta go back. New replay on Switch. <laughs> it's yes. only 90 hours long. <laughs> 
Yeah, see, I swapped the party out in Persona 5 a lot more often. That's because I had that upgrade that uh, oh, yeah. makes everyone level up at the same time. Yeah, from right. the show. Yeah. Excuse uh, me, I'm just babying my adorable dog. Uh, where was I? Yes, uh, Josh Best, because 499, says, Big issues with RPGs now is putting out incessant patches to balance the game. D4 released several recently along with the Battle Pass. Broke it for me. I assume you mean Diablo 4. What if they meant D4, the launch game uh, for the Xbox One? Remember remember the original D? Yeah, wasn't it like a horror game? I don't think I ever played it. It was like a horror game? Yeah, I just remember the ad in magazines. Yeah, same. Yeah, Yeah. it was uh, practically an FMV game, I think. Yeah. But with Uh, CG animation. Yeah. Very ahead of its time, actually. Good old D. That probably answered the question. There you go. Uh, David Owen, member for two months <laughs> in bonus content, says, Dead Island 2 felt like a great game to chill out, have a beer and play. What are your go-to shut your brain down and have a beer games? I probably Nick just... did that exact thing this weekend. Nick played all of Dead Island 2 this weekend and said he really enjoyed it. Huh. So, wow. I guess for me, I just loaded something like the original Quake and just uh, zone out playing that. Although I've been replaying System Shock 2 lately while listening to uh podcast and stuff after i played it on stream i felt fuck it i'm just gonna keep going i just got to the recreation deck i got to the shop to the shopping mall which was important to have on a commercial spaceship apparently it's it's crucial (laughs) yeah absolutely fair enough uh i think i've talked about this before i go back to um katamari damasi all the time that's like my comfort If I'm ever like in a rut, I'm like, I'm just going to fucking chill out to this. And I have to listen to the soundtrack because the soundtrack's perfect. I'd still say We Love Katamari was the stronger game. I think so. Yeah, when I say Katamari, I feel like I just, I lump them all together. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, uh, We Love Katamari was basically just Katamari again, but but more more stuff. (laughs) It but more, yeah. Uh, I also do, uh, uh, I like uh, uh, replaying old um, RPGs and kind of zoning out. I've been going through the Final Fantasy games, uh, the Pixel Remasters. So I've finished Final Fantasy 1 and 2 in like 8 hours a piece and I'm on Final Fantasy 3 now. So, hmm. good stuff. What about you? Very Tom? nice. Uh well, speaking of games where you can just kind of lump it all together, Mega Man X. I can just totally go. tune out on that. I love that game yeah. to death. I think that's one of the most perfect action games of its kind ever made. So, like, yeah, Mega Man X. I can play any of them, but the original is just yeah, that's it for me. Also, just wait a couple seconds and check because Denmark's gonna come in with a very bad opinion that Mega Man X is terrible. Okay. Mm, that's what that. Denmark's opinion is. So They've been wait. hitting the sauce. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> Zaratha gives five R dollars. Says maybe I came in late, but how does Fear and Hunger games fit in this new age of RPGs of yours? They're indie darlings, though. For they're indie darlings, though, for a peculiar audience. Uh, have you have of, you guys heard about this game fear and hunger i, one I know of them i've been meaning to check them out mm. i just haven't had the time yeah i think we i think we talked about it also the super chat just came uh mm. the uh uh super eye patch wolf uh excellent uh, internet uh essayist mm. yeah. uh released a big video about it and that game just kind of spiked in popularity and it looks like the cruelest fucking rpg you could imagine to where it's like it's very uh it looks very basic and rudimentary, but it is just like you go in and in battle, an enemy lops your arm off and you have to figure out if you continue the run with only one arm. 
Uh, and but the game oh. is one of those games with like insane depth to it. Like you overcome one thing, and you're like, look how far I've gone, and then you realize there's a million other obstacles in your way. Um, mm. Probably not a game I want to play, but it is a fascinating game to to watch an essay about. Let me, I'll, I'll, I'll find the. I've been meaning to that watch video that video after I've played the game. Um, yeah, you probably want to wait until you've played it because it's um, yeah a lot of just a lot of spoilers. Um, uh, I'm linking the yes. video here. Everyone watch it. It's good. So here comes Ooh. Denmark with $3 to say P3 is the best in every way, Marty. Just, oh. I don't, it's just, I don't think it is. I just, I just don't think it is. I, think he's talk- I, I like, I, I like think he's talking about Pikmin. I think he's saying Pikmin <laughs> 3 is the superior of all the Pikmins. That For- can't be true either. Pikmin 4 has <laughs> got the dog. You could go out at night. Oh my God. It's great. Um, <laughs> John, what are your thoughts on Persona 3? I will say Persona 3 has um, probably the best atmosphere. Like, it's so oppressively dark. Yeah. 4 is, like, more welcoming and, like, kind of brighter despite all the murders. And 5 maybe isn't necessarily as bright. There's more anger in 5, but, like, sure, it's but not... It's still, it's still upbeat. Yeah. Right, right. Whereas 3, from, like, go, it's like, oh, people go into coffins at the midnight hour, and yeah. people will die if they get out. Like, you it's, have to it's, hold it's, a gun to your head and pull the trigger in order to have your persona. Yeah, yeah, yeah feels, exactly. Like, Persona 4 and 5 feel more like they dis- make themselves distinct against the rest of the Megami Tensei franchise. Mm-hmm. Whereas right. Persona 3 was going right along with it. Mm. Yeah. I understand. It's got its it's it's uh, it's got its hardcore fans, and I I get it. It's just not. I'm like kind of in the Yahtzee boat of the thing I like are like good time hangs with pals in like <laughs> a, a a town that has like a really like a distinct identity to me, and I don't get that from um from from the Persona Three. Yeah. yeah. But, Although I am excited and, to play the remake. Yeah, I'm pass. I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with Tartarus because it sounds like it probably won't be randomly generated anymore. Yeah, so I'm like, are you gonna handcraft all these floors? We'll see. We shall. Uh, GT, a member for six months in early access, says any wrecks like Persona Fire Emblem Midnight Suns. So you like a bit of waifu hunting, do you, GT? <laughs> waifu hunting. Which is that's just about the only thing those three games have in common. There's um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE for the Switch. Mm-hmm. It was a Wii U game that got ported to Switch, which was its whole thing. Loved was it's, it. It's Persona and Fire Emblem combined, like literally Persona and Fire Emblem combined. Um, you just play dating so, sims, if that's what you want, GT. You could just play dating sims and then play an old Final Fantasy game on the side, and, and it would be fine. I guess, like, what? yeah, what are big games with... I mean, like, Mass Effect, doesn't that have, like, some dating yeah. kind of like, yeah. romancing yeah, stuff? Yeah, it's, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's not... Dragon Age. It's not exactly integrated into everything, the way it is in Persona and Fire Emblem and everything. But yes, yeah. you certainly have the option of banging one of your party members in Great. Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can harem it. I think uh, you can only bang one lady in the first Mass Effect, or man. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Persona might be the only one that we're talking about right now with true harems. I wonder if more games are going to take from that. The harems? I don't know, like, is Final Fantasy (laughs) ever going to add that? Like, See, I'm old-fashioned. I only ever Mm. romance one lady in my Persona plays. You are old-fashioned. You don't want everyone showing up on Valentine's Day and getting pissed at you? Well, I I watched the cutscene of that on... uh, YouTube, and I think I'd feel genuinely bad if that happened to me. <laughs> so, I watched what happened in Persona 4 if you romance absolutely everyone, and the result was just kind of depressing. Yeah. Like, you mm. go to every single girl, and they're all just really sad and disappointed at you. 
I guess my, well, technically my first my first taste of that was in the original Final Fantasy seven when you're at the gold saucer. And depending on what you've done in the game up to that point, you it's who Cloud goes on a date with and goes on like a carousel ride. And it could be Barrett, could be yeah. it could be Red, it could be Tifa, it could be Aerith. Yeah. Yeah, that was something. Yeah. See, well, Harvest Moon existed before then, and that was doing uh, waifu hunting before anything else. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Not the first one. I don't think the first one. Had, oh, no, it did have waifu hunting. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. But getting yeah. married yeah. Is, and getting having kids is like the uh, one of the main driving forces of the tertiary gameplay loop. Not for me. I was going to die alone on my farm. Just me and my cows. Well, you got now, to make time for the ladies. No, just me and the crops. Now I'm wondering what the original like dating game was that wasn't like an outright dating sim. Oh. Like what game? Hmm. I want hmm. to say it was almost certainly Japanese. The first game to do. Sure. Yeah, that sounds yeah. safe bet. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Something to look up. It might it might have been the first Harvest Moon or Story. It of might Seasons. have been. Yeah. Or, or Ranch Story, as the original Japanese name translates to. Ranch Story? Ranch Story. I kind of wish they would have kept that, like, yeehaw. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. something Monogatari, I think. Because, mm. like, uh, Cave Story is Dukutsu Monogatari, which literally translates to Cave Story. Is Monogatari okay. just story? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. We and Gaiden just means <laughs> an- an- another story. Yeah. It's like Ninja Gaiden was just Ninja, another story about ninjas. But it was, right. oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's way too confusing. I love it, though. Anyway, Potato Hermit gives 250-somethings and says, Hope you're all doing well, gents. Speaking of RPGs, I recently played Persona 4 Golden and had a blast. What arcana would you guys be as a social link, you think? Also, Chie is still best oh, girl. <laughs> Can I Did be the hanged man? You could be the hanged man. Mm, okay, yeah. I'll be the hanged mm. man. Uh, I've always, I've always liked, uh, I've always liked chariot. That's an early one. That's a cool. nice, that's a nice, that's a sign of friendship. Okay. Wasn't she a um, chariot? Uh, it was Chihe or Yosuke. Yosuke, yeah. Mm. It's always like one of the first because I think chariot in P five is Ryuji. Yeah, yeah, Ryuji's chariot in P five. Yeah. I want to say GA was a chariot. That's how I remember it. There you go. Could be. I take it back. Uh, GA. <laughs> well, I'm a raging egomaniac, so maybe I'd go with Emperor. There you go. <laughs> there you go. If you're an egomaniac, you'd say the fool, because that's what every persona protagonist is. Yeah, that's true. But, oh, yeah, Yosuke was a magician. That's right. There you go. Right, 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 right. And GA was a chariot. Yeah. That's how you can tell, because they both start with Chia. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, what if that was on purpose? Probably not. Uh, Lampy, member for 39 months in credit, says Chrono Trigger soundtrack is amazing. Any game for a major studio that has the balls to rickroll you is 10 out of 10. It is It is kind of amazing. that yeah. There was a lot of games of the Super Nintendo era there. It's like, that eh, copyright's kind of kind of fuzzy. <laughs> we'll yeah, see what we but- can get done with the soundtrack. But it was that was just like a really big coincidence because like years later somebody like brought that song to Mitsuda and was like was was there any influence there and he'd like never heard the song before. Oh wow, I didn't actually know that. I assumed it was. No, yeah, cool. they they somebody interviewed him and played him the song and he was like, oh wow, like he didn't <laughs> okay. know. Or I he, thought it so was going to be like Earthbound where they were like, yes, we would love to steal all of these songs. <laughs> yeah. 
Huh? Big coincidence, apparently. Well, I'm yeah. sure you'd. If someone like got in your face and accused you of ripping off a song, your first reaction would probably be to be, "No, I'd <laughs> never heard of that song at all." Yeah. We need video of it to see if he's sweating bullets. Like we need yeah. him on a lie detector. Let's suit under a lie detector. I'll take him at his word. Uh, Hjorth87 gives 20 Danish kroner and says, update, daughter okay. Fainted randomly, so check up. Okay, I don't think I ever started this story. I'd hear that. Yeah. I'd hear that. Did something happen to Hjorth's daughter that we know about? Yeah, fainted randomly. Oh, okay. That's what the whole story is right there. That's like uh, like that Hemingway story. (laughs) Sad short stories. Baby shoes for yeah. sale never worn yeah. yeah yeah but this one's a happy yeah yeah, yeah that's it it's okay fainted yeah. randomly is better now i don't know he sort of killed a suspense at the end there <laughs> yeah anyway. but i also you don't want to get halfway through a super chat and be like is this going to end with the, with the suffering in memoriam yeah. yeah anyway michael gives 499 and says how many of you are going to aim for the bear scene or worse in Baldur's gate 3 i don't know <laughs> what you're on about michael this you can transform into a bear and have sex with a woman, or you could be a woman and have sex with a transformed bear. I'm not sure well, which way that was going. Shit, I'm definitely going to play it now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to um, anyway. I was going to start it this afternoon. You should uh, see if you can either have sex with a bear or be the, be the bear and then have sex. And then report your findings, please. I was just going to see if cool. I could build a character exactly like my D&D character and see how far I could take that. See how far you can um, get into the game playing as Mortimer? Yeah, I'm sure he'd be up for it if a bear, you know. It's not going to say if, no. If the bear was. I mean, it's a story yeah. to tell the lads at the bar later, am I right? Yeah. Exactly. So they, wait, apparently to whoever asked uh, games like Fire Emblem and uh, and uh, Persona, sounds like maybe Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to pair RPGs with horn doggery, there you go. There you go. Wesley Thomas gives two Canadian dollars. Says, okay, what do you guys mean by sweaty? Right, well, this is a term that I guess we're trying to get into common parlance. To just refer it is to common people, parlance. I learned it from the community. People who take their gaming just way too seriously. People who yeah. have got an eye on being a professional fighting game player or Dota 2 player so they can bring in all the money from sponsorships and get very, very annoyed when people don't want to engage with them on the same level. Mm-hmm. If you've ever watched Nick on a game night when we've played shooters, sometimes people have described him as sweaty. Uh, this weekend, we played Halo Infinite for game night, and he just was winning every fucking game by by large quantities, and we called him sweaty. Games that require that level of like attention and dedication, those are yeah. sweaty games. Like I've long mm-hmm. uh, been making the case that fighting games have all basically been surrendered to the sweaties at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter yeah. Six being a partial exception with it. I feel like a, the term, like the sweaties, are like the one percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're the ones that they're the very most visible uh, part of that that game's community. They're the ones mm-hmm. putting all the YouTube videos explaining explaining what a mix up is. I still don't know what yeah. a mix up is, but it's something fighting game players think is jolly important. They love it. Yeah. Gotta love. Gotta love a mix up. I know what anti-air is. I figured that out. Yeah. Is that, is that when you, like, kick them out of the air? Yeah, that's a move that hits people who are jumping. Okay. All right. See, that was, that was nice and self-explanatory. Yeah. Anti-air. Uh, Snake in the Garden gives two euros and says, who would you date in Persona 4 Golden if you played as a girl? 
Well, can Dojima. Hmm. Dojima. Oh, oh your, yeah. Your uncle, your uncle dad? Like, well, I, and- I wait a minute. I is, oh, I didn't realize that. I just really like Dojima. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like he's got his shit together, aside from the fact that he ignores his daughter and works too much. Well, he, yeah. you're his nephew, right? You're his nephew, yes. Correct. Yes. So I guess technically you can marry him, but it's still there's still going to be some weird looks at the wedding reception. <laughs> I didn't realize I was... I just like Dojima. I thought you were talking about me, Marty, not related to that family. Who do I like? Right. And I like Ojima, Dojima. Well, the, the question was very simple, Marty. Who would you date in Persona 4 Golden if the main character was a girl? That seems pretty cut and dry to me. Yeah, but if the main character was a girl, that wouldn't be the son of Dojima's sibling. So it would be a girl who lived with... Across the street, you'd be Dojima's neighbor. He'd be his niece. It'd also be, be gross because you'd be a high schooler and be a, he's just you'd a man. It'd be a gross, creepy uncle hentai manga situation. <laughs> that sounds sweaty. That sounds too sweaty for me. Uh, but I Everyone guess... Accusing me of incest. Fucking snake <laughs> asked the question. And I decided I like Dojima because he's a great character. Who are you going to choose? Fucking pot soup sandwich over here? Yusuke? No one's choosing Yusuke. Fucking Akechi? I don't know. Yeah. She's not even I in mean, that game. That's not a catchy game. That's five. Who, who am I thinking? Oh, yeah, of? right. The, the, dude, the, uh, the bad guy? <laughs> Tanji? No, the dude who was, um, without wishing to spoil, the dude oh, who was okay, the bad partner. person. The dude who was Doge's partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Serial killer. Well, that's another adult, yes. Adachi. A of, Don't yeah, spoil a lot of, things. Like, I'm just of, saying, if everyone's going to accuse me of incest, I'm going to accuse you of wanting to date a serial killer, so... I already Fucking, said I'd go. do Kanji. <laughs> He's, um, He's great, by the way. I'm uh, just throwing out the options. There's not a lot of options. In no, there really, about, yeah, there thinking isn't. Thinking about it, there aren't, are there? I'm trying no. to even think of, like, social links. Right. Uh, I forget a lot of them now. I like the, I like unless, the fox that shows up at the, at the shrine. Unless He's you nice. want to date the little boy who you tutor. I would not like to do that. Speaking <laughs> of hentai manga much. scenarios... <laughs> I would I would choose not to. Agreed. Anyway, yeah. maybe I just go with uh, Yosuke. Maybe I don't know. Well, Under he, duress, he was like planned to be a homosexual option at one point, as I understand it. Yeah, there's oh. like lines. There's like lines in the dialogue. Yeah. Oh, they chickened out oh. at the last minute. Mm. Oh well. Anyway, Denmark is two dollars and says Mega Man X is garbage. I mean, he's heavily inebriated, so I'll forgive it. <laughs> uh, Jomo Slomo gives 100 Norwegian krona and says, You infected me. Hunt down the Freeman, exposed me to some kind of spiritual malaise. I had 6.8 hours in Remnant 2, still haven't gone back. I bought Black Mesa to offset the cosmic imbalance, but it was on sale. I okay. thought Hunt, Hunt Down the Freeman was delightful, to be honest. Well, you should have played it at launch, apparently. Uh, I also didn't have to play it, and um, I just laughed as at Nick's misery, so that's why I thought it was delightful. Did it, was it still a bad game, would you say? Yes, it is not a good game, correct. Okay. <laughs> it is, well, don't, don't worry, it is not, goodness, it is not a good game. Yeah. Uh, good luck 13, member for 39 months in bonus content, says, More love for P5. Did a playthrough for every romance partner, but my favorite will always be the goth doctor. You must have a lot of time on your hands, good luck 13. <laughs> That's uh that's 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 a commitment. Choice. Yeah, that's like ninety waifus in their game. That's next choice. So who's our persona five waifus? Uh, 
Who did I pick? I literally don't remember. I went with Makoto. Yes, yeah, of course, Makoto. Yes, but I don't. But I'm, not, yes. I'm not as enthused in that as I am with Chie. I'm not an evangelist yeah. for Makoto. <laughs> yeah, I went with An my first time, and then in Royal, I went with Kasumi, just because right. she was the new character. Okay, mm. so you went for mm. the first obvious character, and then the next obvious character. Right. <laughs> Correct. Well, Listen, we know, we know who you like. Listen, when I I was the only one brave enough to say Dojima, and I was. <laughs> I was crucified for my sins. All right, who would you bang if you were a girl in Persona 5 or a homosexual man? Um, hmm. I mean, if I didn't know that Akechi was, you know, not so great, then maybe Akechi. What about uh, Sojiro? Which, I feel like this is therapy for me where I'm starting to be like, what, what is going on? Why do I keep choosing the person in the pot no, with, the, with the upper hand of the power yeah, dynamic? I don't like the power <laughs> balance there. He's just yeah. supposed to be a, a stern fatherly patriarch. Okay, no, he's got a lot of things going for him. Knows how to brew coffee, makes a sick curry, has a cool car, goes on lots of dates, so he's probably good at kissing. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> and he's got um, money, he's got a job, unlike all of your choices. He lets you borrow his RV. In one of the spin-offs. <laughs> yeah. Is that his RV in Strikers? I think he, I he said he I think, I think he said he borrowed it from a friend. And he just said oh my like, God, the double borrow? Let, yeah, he just let you have it because he knew you were going on summer holiday. So that he didn't is... know you were going on an Odyssey to save the world. That's just the kind of guy he is. It's like <laughs> I borrowed an RV for you. Yeah. <laughs> what a great guy. Yeah. And he comes off so like such an asshole when you first meet him. Yeah. That's how it works. That's that's an arc, my friend. Denmark <laughs> says romance Haru if you must go for a Phantom Thief. Most boring character. Possibly yeah. the most boring party yeah. member in any of Whenever I say the Phantom Thieves are carrying a lot of dead weight, that's the first face that comes to mind. It's got a cool axe, though. <laughs> she shows up, like, so late in the story. I know, yeah. yeah. Like, that's the yeah. main problem, yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, where were we... Alex Armstrong gives five dollars and says, "One RPG Golden Age we could have had is Sega's Bernie Stola. Is if Sega's bonus stuff, Bernie Stola didn't do that five-star game policy that forbade some JRPGs from Japan to come to the US." Oh, I don't even know did they do that? that? That sounds insane. I hadn't. Heard yeah, that. I do know there's a quite an enormous majority of Japanese games that don't get exported. Sure, which is why mm -hmm. some of us have a slightly rose-tinted view of Japanese games. Yeah, that's accurate. why there was this burgeoning, uh, or accurate, uh, burgeoning market in, in uh, fan subs, or fan dubs and subs, or what am I thinking of, fan subs? Like, translations, fan translations. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, that was why I remember some of the first games I ever emulated in, like, high school or whenever I found out about emulators was uh, um, stuff like Terranigma and, like, games that mm -hmm. never came to the U.S., RPGs that never came to the U.S., and now there's this burgeoning scene of, of people who, who translated a bunch of cool games, which is neat. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Alex Armstrong is $5 and says, Yats, as an American getting into British literature, do you recommend Douglas Adams and Terry Pratchett's works and Red Wall? Yes, I know it's for kids. Uh, well, obviously I recommend Douglas Adams and Terry Pratchett because those were two of my influences as a writer. I've never read the Red Wall books. I didn't even know it was British, to be honest. Um, if you're looking for more stuff along the lines of Douglas Adams and Terry Pratchett, you can go further back on the old influence track and read P.G. Woodhouse, which I would say was one of Douglas Adams' major influences. And Woodhouse himself was influenced very heavily by Jerome K. Jerome, uh, Three Men in a Boat. I recommend that. 
Uh, maybe G.K. Chesterton's The Man Who Was Thursday as well. You like something a little more modern. Uh, for a while, I read a lot of Robert Rankin's books. He's a very quirky British comedy writer as well. Uh, yeah, all of them. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. That was a question for me, and I'm sure you have a lot of input there. Uh, man, I love... Uh, 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 what, okay. was the next what was the next question? Just say, <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a British author, and I couldn't. Just say Charles Dickens. I love Charles Dickens. Our mutual friend? Oh, my God. Don't we all? Get still, out of town. Still, I tried Great Expectations, but it just wasn't what I hoped for. Yeah. What's, your favorite, deep, what's your favorite Deep Dickens? Did, did you get did you get my joke there? I did. Hence the butt ump. Yeah. Oh, and then I trampled all over it with deep dickens. <laughs> yeah. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. We yeah. should have planned this out beforehand. I we need that, to plan I we n- need to organize our jokes in a doc before. I nicked that joke. Especially from Hot Shots part of Deer. <laughs> what a movie. Uh, Ugh, Sophie, don't walk on my keyboard, you stupid dog. Sophie, how could you? Anyway. Uh Alex Armstrong gives five dollars. I think that's the next one. Uh, yes. yes. Alex Armstrong gives $5 and says, you think with this rise in RPGs we could get an improvement on New Paper Mario games, but you know how Nintendo, or rather Miyamoto, are. Yes, you'd, you'd think, Alex Armstrong. You'd think. Sadly, sometimes, think just, you know, the will isn't enough. No. You'd think they would also just let us play Thousand Year Door somehow. But, I mean, Super yeah. Mario RPG was pretty uh, uh, irreverent which is what I always liked yes. about the early Paper Mario yeah. games. Same. So I'd Same. be interested in the remake of that. There's a funny, yeah. I, remember, I remember there's a really funny gag at the start of um, Super Mario RPGs where they, uh, they do like the combat tutorial. Like mm-hmm. a toad runs into the room and sees Mario. He's being chased by two Goombas and says, Mario, help, help me fight these two guys. Uh, you remember how to use timed hits, don't you? And there's a yes or no. Yeah, uh, because and if you played it before, you can just say yes. I know how to use timed hits, and then the toad turns to the goombas and says, "Hey, this guy knows about timed hits. You better watch out." Yeah, that's great. Just, <laughs> and the goombas just piss off. <laughs> Pretty good. How good is that? <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, there's no chance of a good new Paper Mario next. What week. Are you, we got the Origami Kings. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was... I didn't play it. But it wasn't an RPG RPG. I wouldn't, oh my God, I wouldn't say here? the Origami King was up there with the good Paper Marios. Felt like they were just slapping the Paper Mario IP onto an entirely unrelated concept. Walk out of town. It had some of the best writing. <laughs> it was genuinely funny. It had incredible character That's what moments. I, I disagree. The battle system was garbage. It was st- terrible which i'm gonna be honest is not a strong foundation for an rpg well does done. the game still have no incentive to do battles at all uh, uh no no yeah because that was okay. one with sticker star because uh, uh there was no like xp system you didn't get yeah from that's fighting where I, dudes where i quit yeah boss so, battles were good in uh origami king also didn't you predict the the th- three hole punch yes i made a joke when i was reviewing color splash that said the next uh paper mario game i assume will be fighting a hole punch as a boss and lo and behold <laughs> in the next paper mario game you fight a hole punch as a boss it was very impressive. And of all the stupid ideas I've thrown out, that's probably one of the ones I least wanted to see actually happen. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Charlotte the Prinny gives $5. It says, if we had a Persona 2 remake, the girls that love Akechi would love Jun. They're basically the same character right down to the daddy issues. Uh, 
I've never played any Persona game before mm. 4, and I've seen very little to recommend the ones that came before 3. Uh, the one nice thing in Persona 2 is by the time you get to Eternal Punishment, which is this it's innocent sinner internal punishment i believe the characters are no some of the characters are no longer high schoolers which makes things less gross so and they, wait, less they're older icky. not younger slightly less <laughs> icky fewer fewer icky no dating sims in the middle school yes and giving each yeah. other daisy chains around the swings <laughs> the worst is in persona 3 if you play as a female main character and you could date your party member or you can you can try to build a relationship with your party member ken who's literally a 10 year old oh Even god boy. Yeah, he's just a genuine boy. Yeah. <laughs> that was special. I mean, I know That's Japanese cultures are a little more permissive about that sort of thing, but not 10 years old. She's bad. Jesus. Just, just but he's got a cool spear. He's got a cool spear. That is his What weapon. kind spear. of spear? A spear. Oh, a weapon. Okay. A weapon. A weapon. Okay. A weapon. A weapon. A weapon. Yahtzee, please read the next one. A weapon. Uh, anyway, Alex Armstrong, your side listen, says, I know Bug Fables ranked lower in your opinion, Yards, but is there at least one thing they did better than The Thousand Year Door and something they can do on a sequel? Nothing springs to mind, Alex Armstrong. I didn't even play it for that long. That was another game I felt just essentially is just sort of lacking life. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I thought the battle system worked out well, but... Um... So if you go back and look at The Thousand Year Door and look carefully at like, the characters, there's so many subtle touches to the animation. Like, even if you're just standing still, Mario's, like, constantly gyrating and his, like, shoes are going up and down. The, the, all the characters in Bug Fables just felt like still images. Mm. Yeah, and I think part of that's just the, you know, that's just the, the budget. Like, Nintendo kind of excels at those little details, and that requires a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot yeah, of, yeah. you know, knowledge. Whereas it's, if you're... It's a, probably algorithm and idle animation out of... Oh, no! Still this is where it animation. starts! Then you could probably algorithm a zero punctuation. Now we're all out of jobs. I've seen AI written attempts at zero punctuation. I'm feeling pretty confident it's never going to take over my job. <laughs> You're safe. Well, that's the end of the Super Chats. And we'd better wrap things up because i got shit to do. Oh, God, there's another one. Oh, uh, Lambie one gives five pounds, says, to ask Snake's question she meant to ask, but typoed, although Marty embarrassed himself. Who would you date in Persona 3 when playing as the girl for tag? Okay. Not Ken. No one say Ken. No one say Ken. No one say Ken. <laughs> well, I haven't played Persona 3. Let's, um, just, let's just leave that question open, shall we? Uh, it's hard for me to remember all the characters in this game. Can you date I, I, Ken's dog? Uh... You can't. I mean, the dog is Koromaru is far and away the uh, the best character in the game. So, did yeah, Koromaru would be nice. Do they have their own Arcana track? Yeah, yeah, the they're dog. party members. Yeah, must. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like uh, uh, Sh- uh, Shinjiro. He's he's very moody. I like his. He has a double. He has a double breasted peacoat, which I like. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'd go with Akihiko. Yeah. He's in good he's in good shape. He likes boxing. Yeah. 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 So anyway. That that'll be it from us for today. And that'll be it from John forever, because he's leaving forever. the company today. <laughs> What's your first big yeah. idea for an indie game you're gonna make? Uh well I've been uh, I've been working with my brother for years on a game called Boss Saga uh where the the gimmick is you play as the bosses to defeat the heroes in like oh. a 16-bit style RPG fights. 
And it's a bunch of like episodic stories that are all self-contained and the gameplay is mostly just boss fights, but with stories attached. Mm. Um, and the release date is, uh, I think, uh, about 2035, give or take. Hey, yeah, you can boost that. that up to 2034 now that you now that yeah, you can, work can on a full time. Well, I used it. to say I used to say release date 2055. Now that I've made this step in life, I'm confident I can get Perfect. it 20 years sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. On behalf of the escapist, thank you for all your service as managing editor. Absolutely. Thank you. thank you so much. Thank you for having me here today. Thank you for uh, being such great guys to work with. All right. Yeah. Well, sincerely. The rest the rest of us suckers who haven't quite left the, the escapist in the dust yet. What have we got coming up this week? Uh, later today, Hidden Gems, a game I requested art for and I don't remember what it was. Oh, no. Infinite Guitars. Yes. Uh-huh. It's like one guitar, but it just keeps going. Uh, and then tomorrow we should have recap and uh, editor's hour, all the all the normal streams. And I think we might be doing a cheeky little uh Friday Baldur's Gate stream during the day um, as sort of like a big old launch stream. Um, so stay tuned for that. And then, yeah, on Thursday, Casey and I are starting Portal. Okay. Going through all going through all the Source Engine games then. We are. Yeah, we're, we're doing Portal, Portal 2, and then Portal 2 Co-op. And then we have to figure out what, what's the next series because we've already done Dead Space, we've done Metal Gear, and then we did, we're doing Half-Life. Uh, well, you still haven't done Half-Life Opposing Force, have you? We're not going to do Opposing Force this time. Okay. We're do these expansion packs. They're all oh, made up. Man, man. What about you? What anyway, you got going on? Uh, well, I've got my usual zero punctuation video on Wednesday. The one going public is my review of Chrono Trigger that was d- nominated by the big old donators. They had uh, good taste. The one going out to the members, the, the savvy viewers, will be on the subject of Remnant 2, the new Souls-like shooter sequel to Remnant from the Ashes. Uh, also for members, I've got an extra punctuation dropping on Thursday. Oh, and we mustn't forget, the first episode of Adventure is Nigh Season 3 dropped for everyone on Saturday, and if you haven't watched it, what the hell are you doing here? Go watch that right now. Thrills, spills, legalese, it's got everything. Legalese? Yeah. Even just that cool intro, that intro that Omar made is nuts. Great intro. Mortimer has to rewrite a legal document in the course of the first season three episode with using his cunning wiles incredible and of course the f- the next episode of season three will be going out to members this saturday yeah so we can maybe follow up on the amazing cliffhanger that season three episode one had incredible and given that away you got to go watch it for yourself there you go and uh yeah i guess that's it from us just one more super chat from lampy here's five pounds to say can we get a round of applause for john the man behind the scenes keeping all together yeah john. why thank you wait thank a minute you, now that you, you're leaving you. does that mean yeah, nothing's gonna be kept together yeah if, if, if everything falls apart the next few days you'll know why mm. I, as you were giving your spiel i started checking slack and i just got so many notifications i'm like i don't want to just want to put all these away <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you're taking from- it run jimati uh, interim 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 okay. yeah best of luck with that interim fuck it you, you leave and look what happened Pee Wee herman just died during this i know it's horrible terrible that wasn't a joke paul rubenstein All yeah right. that's, that's a weird that, way to end and it. it and it is horrible yeah it is horrible weird way to end the, the show oh well <laughs> well i guess and oh well wait. we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to wait. end now whatever whatever's going on 
Yeah, here, I'll fix this. Which character from this real quick, real quick. would you make would you sure? <laughs> make sure you come back next week to the show to find out which celeb dies next. No, no, everyone's gonna live. Everyone's gonna live. We promise. Fine. Comes in threes. I've been feeling no, a bit dicky no. lately. No. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. -bye. Sorry. Bye.